Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We have back with us our good friend, Jake Bible, and Jake brought on his brother, Mr. Aaron Bible. And it was first, obviously, it's Aaron's first time on the podcast. He just moved back to Ohio from Colorado. Uh, so we kind of did a little catching up with him, getting to know him. I'd only met him one other time before. So it was good to kind of delve into his background. And in true Bible fashion, he likes to talk. And and actually, it was good because he actually pulled Jake and I back into his story. <laughs> so we stopped talking amongst ourselves and other stupid shit that didn't quite matter, as you'll see in the upcoming episode. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It was good to get to... Get Aaron on the show, get to meet him a little bit, have some fun, and I think we will definitely have him back on in the future. Well, I'm going to stop rambling and let you guys get right into the episode. So please, sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us our good friend, Jake Bible. What's up? And uh, Jake brought his brother with him, Mr. Aaron Bible. Hello. Aaron, how you doing, sir? Not too bad. So Aaron and I met at your house when you first moved back to Ohio. That's right. I uh, came from what, Colorado, right? That's it. And uh, so we ha- he had a like get-together, and Jake was like, hey, come on over. I want to have my brother on the podcast, Like, get to meet him and hang out, and went over and kind of, well, we're, we're both... Bald, bearded, beautiful bastards. Yeah, the only know. two there. <laughs> the only two with yeah. beautiful and, heads. Like there was, there was food and and drinks and what was beer and whiskey and cornhole. It was, it was a fun night. All the cornhole. Yeah, it was, you guys are better at it than I am. It was a good. Well, it's funny because like I'm decently good at cornhole against people who don't play cornhole. But then yeah. when, I, when I go play against people who actually play cornhole, I get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, I, I found I found that out a couple weeks ago. I got, I got my ass beat. I'm like, wow, I thought I was okay at this. I'm not so good at this. <laughs> Again, it's like anything else. There's levels to this thing. We'll, we'll have to beer pong sometime. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> oh, I'm horrible at that. So you're you're going to destroy me. It's going to be a bad night for me. <laughs> Except for I'm a grown-ass man, and I, I only drink when I want to drink, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we, I typically play water pong because I don't want to drink all the, the grass and shit that's yeah. in the cups. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's quite grody. Uh, so <laughs> so nonetheless, so uh, Jake wanted to bring Aaron on the podcast, and so Aaron's on the podcast, and we're gonna kind of do what we normally do with guests uh, for the first time, kind of get their story a little bit. So why don't you tell me about yourself, sir? Oh God, it's it's a long story. Well, luckily uh, this is a long form podcast, so yeah, we can go as long as we need to. That's what I hear. Like in according with Josh, uh, we were talking about him. He's like, we got through. What two and a half hours? I'm like, all right, we gotta stop. Oh my god, it's been it's been so long. Let's do let's do a part one for this one. We'll do a part two, <laughs> maybe a part three if we have to. Hey, if it comes so, down to it, I'm hey, I'm, I'm game. I yeah, live here now. That, that's the great thing is like we can record whenever we want to, so it's it's no big deal. Yep. Uh, let's see. I grew up here, hung out in Ohio. So, so for, northeast Ohio. Yeah, Medina County. Same same as him. Uh, grew up around Chippewa Lake. Went to Cloverleaf. Hung out. 
played around, did whatever, and then got out of school, joined the military. Were you into any uh, sports and stuff through like uh, elementary school, high school, all mm. that kind of good stuff? I was. I tried football my freshman year. Um, I I wanted to play football when I was in middle school, but I was told, which they'll never admit it, but I was told that because he played football his like seventh or eighth grade year and only went to two a day practice for like half the summer and then was like, he was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I didn't get to play in middle school because he didn't, he didn't continue. They were like, nah, we'll just wait until you, and parents won't, mom doesn't really admit it. She doesn't really remember much. But dad's like, oh, I'd, I'd never, I'd never say anything. So like it, was, it was the parents. It wasn't the coaching. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, we've already tried this once, and it worked out so good the first yep. time. So um, your brother didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't. Way stick to go, Jake. Yeah, screwed it, it, it up. Everybody. I, else. I stopped in eighth grade and then went back at sophomore year and played the rest of my yeah. high school. But like, that's that's a shitty reason to tell your youngest kid yeah. that he can't, he can't yeah. play. Like, well, parents are like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. True. Uh, but yeah, I, I played freshman year and, uh, the, the coach, like I, playing backyard ball with him and, and guys, his age, whatnot, or like people around my age were, they were like, Oh, you, you can catch the ball. You can run, you can do all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, they put me on the line. Cause I was a, I was a 200 pound human being. So I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to be on the line. I have to go <laughs> tackle. Like, I want to touch the football. I want to, I want to like actually you know, score points and yeah. shit. That, that becomes some of the trouble with like uh, junior high and high school football is like you've got a bunch of these coaches who are teachers who might have played, uh, you know, in high school, maybe in college. They've certainly not, not played pro, obviously, not in small towns like we live in. It's just not going to happen. So when they see somebody who's a little bit bigger than somebody else, like, hey, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. It's like, how about you put me in the spot where I'm best for and not just because of my size? Yeah, like, I had that same kind of problem because like, I was this height. And <laughs> freshman year, the first time I played football, I didn't, I didn't play in junior high. I broke my clavicle before seventh grade year, so I missed the season for that. And then uh, eighth grade year, I think I missed all the two-a-days before school started, so I didn't get to make the season for that. So I was like, well, shit. So freshman year, I'm like, all right, I'm fucking playing freshman year. And I, and I walked in there at six foot five. You know, I was a beanpole because I, I grew like a bunch between uh, eighth grade and freshman year. So I was like 210 or 205 pounds or whatever it was. But I was like, I was tall. I was like, shit. Like, looking back, like, I should have been like the quarterback or something. Like, I actually had a chance to maybe go to college <laughs> and play ball. I was decently athletic. But they're like, oh, you're going to be a tight end just because of my height. Like, that's all it was. Like, like, really, guys? Like, I wanted to be a tight end. I mean, it was it was fine, but we didn't do lots of passing plays. Like, I was I was blocking a lot. Like, like give me the fucking ball. Like, I'm actually really good at this. That's that's, that's what Cloverleaf ran into when I was there too. Was they they it was more they they ran. I think it was called like a wing T. Yeah. And it was all a running team, and like everybody yeah, big that fat you, farm boys, or yeah, pounding it's, the ball. Mo- it's mostly because you don't have a good quarterback. That's just kind of how that works. A quarterback right? was five nine when I was in high school. Couldn't see over his line, the guy that he graduated <laughs> yeah. with. Like, like, come on, I'd, yeah. It, totally it was, it was, uh, it, it, I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was, it was I don't think I would have done. I still don't think I would have actually continued to play uh, had I been able to be a tight end, but like, I think it would have been a little bit more enjoyable than just being on the line. Yeah. Being a yeah. Big guy. Definitely way more enjoyable. I promise you that. Yeah. Played a lot yeah. more backyard football. Than yeah, absolutely. Play. So. I mean, star on the backyard. Yeah. No pads, no nothing. Like it was, you know, just playing, but yeah, it, I played football freshman year and then, 
I wrestled for like half the season freshman year and it, it just got to the point, came around sophomore year and they were like, sign this paper that says that you will not drink, you will not party, have sex, do drugs outside of school. And I'm like, so I have to dedicate my entire life to this school? I'm like, no, man, I I like smoking pot. I'm gonna, I'm going to go do my own yeah, thing. Yeah, I like hanging out with girls. Yeah, jerk! You're like, what's wrong with you, nerd? Yeah, I like living my life as a kid. Mm. <laughs> Who knew? Well, it's it's kind of amazing how that works because got you've, you've got all these these moms. I assume is where all this shit comes from, right? And they're like, oh, we're gonna make sure these kids are dedicated. We're gonna clean up their lives, and it's gonna be amazing. And blah blah blah. It's like, how about you let them be kids? How about you teach them to be responsible, not be stupid, and realize that the more you make it taboo and you pull things away from children, they're gonna want to go do those things oh yeah so if you can kind of demystify those things they realize oh this is no big deal and it's not that not not that big of a deal like, yeah. what does it matter but you know people don't quite get that in their heads we'll say so yeah <laughs> I, I understand that completely yeah it was, uh, i mean sports were sports were fun. I, I enjoyed going to watch him play football uh and granted back to the school you know the the school was essentially if you're if your parents paid a lot of money then you got like a starting position at the school. Yeah, or, that's or, normally how that works. A lot of politics involved. You, you can outperform those, but you've got to be very rare. I mean, you, you, you can't be, be lazy at all. You, you, yeah. No, it's not that. You, yeah. you have to be like abnormal. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I was that person. Like I, we weren't in the politics at all, but I was six foot five. I was yeah. decently athletic, you know, and two, like over 200 pounds. Like I was like, yeah, like I was going to like, I got the starting spot. Like as soon as I moved into football, my freshman year, I played JV that year too. You know, there was injuries. It wasn't because I was that good. It was like, hey, <laughs> somebody got hurt, so we had to pull up our guy, so you need to come up and play. It was fucking awesome. Like, holy shit, I was like playing freshman ball on Thursday, marching brand on Friday, and then like a JV football Saturday morning, which was the best football. That was so much fun. I, I played was, that my senior year just because yeah. I wanted to play football, and like we begged him, three of us begged him as seniors to play us just so yeah. we could play. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing better than JV. Senior night. Yeah. Well, it's like there's, there's no field goals. So you're going for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no after point. So you're going for two every single time. We like, all put cowboy yeah, collars yeah. on that it's, day. It's, it's, like, it's that none was... of the bullshit. Like, we're yeah. like, oh, well, let's punt. And like, no, let's fucking go for it. If we miss it, like, we'll D up. Like, it's no big deal. Like, what do we do? Like, I still believe personally that we need to make a new sport. I I, 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 I ponder this with my friends. I, I, call, I, I want to call it American Grab Ass. Just because I don't have a better name for it at the moment. <laughs> but it's like, basically, it'll be like the rules of football. But there's no punting, there's no kicking, there's no nothing. None of that shit. It's like, you always have to go for it. If you score, then the other person just starts off on their 20. Let's do this thing. If you if you mess up on fourth and whatever, then they just take over right from there, wherever it is. doesn't matter. Because we all know, like, like it's hard to score. Like, defenses are, are pretty solid. Not, not to mention, like, kicking game is just stupid. Tons of injuries, all that kind of stupid shit, too. Now, with extra points, I think there should be, like, a gradient system. So if you want to go for, like, an extra point, start at the two-yard line. You want to go for like two points, you know, go from like the five yard line. If you want to go for like three points or whatever, maybe for like seven or 10 or whatever, who knows? We'll figure all that kind of details out, but give it like a range where you can like, okay, if I need to make up some points here. We could go for more or if you're, if, you're, if you're a better passer play, maybe you yeah. want to be farther away from the line yeah. than running the football. I don't know. Yeah, but, like you're kicking a field goal from the 20 yard line, something like that. You yeah. might as well get a little couple more points yeah, rather than so just, you know, I, th- I think it'll be way more exciting. Then just watch these people kick field goals because they can't fucking score. It's like, this is stupid. But nonetheless, that, that's just my pie-in-the-sky idea. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. Because it's like, how much does football make? Gajillions of dollars every year? I mean, come on. 
uh, I, I don't really pay much attention to any professional sports because I, I like to think that uh, it's all a flip of a coin at the beginning of the season. They're like, hey, who's going to win this year? Oh, Browns. All right, cool. The Browns are going to win this game. Yeah, I don't pay much attention to it either, but a lot of people live their lives by it, which, yeah, which yeah. seems a little crazy. I don't know that Jake's a big Browns fan. I understand that, but I think you've gotten a much better healthy relationship with it in the last couple of years since you've kind of like well, pulled back quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, not doing the fantasy and stuff because that's what I used to do with dad or whatever. And then like I would do that constantly. Where I'm watching it, I was looking at every game I possibly could, paying for the extra pass to watch the other games. I don't even give a shit about the teams. Just to know about certain players. Yeah, because like, I've, I've literally got friends who <laughs> I can't see yeah. on stats. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah, he knows exactly what it was. We'd be in the living room, and our dad would want us to yell when we would, the stats thing would come across the board for him to do fantasy football. And, like, he knows exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this was even before internet stuff. This, yeah. is, this is – he was, like, keeping track of – on a piece of paper so he could go do well, play fantasy, fantasy football. football's been they, around for a long time. they still have fantasy football so. back then? Fantasy football got started way before the internet. Like, stuff where they would do it on whiteboards and things like that. Fantasy drafts were – Long ago. Okay. All right. So nerds have been around for a while. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, True. Just get, you know, 15 year buddies together and then we're, yeah. we're going to start doing this, keeping points on our own. Yeah. It's, I don't get it. Well, of course, again, I've got, I've got a friend who literally, I cannot see him on Sundays, which is like one of the best days <laughs> that I have is like from off work and the gym and everything else. Like it's, it's my most open day. It's like, so I can get stuff done. I can go see people. Show I can, yeah, do whatever. And, and he's like, no, nope, during football season, nope, I'm watching football all day long. You can't come over. I don't want to see you. I remember one day I called because I hadn't talked to them in months, you know, and I was like talking to his wife and asking how they were doing and everything else. And, and he was having a bad day because the Browns were losing. You know, granted, it was a few years ago, so now I guess they like break even. They're like like five hundred or whatever. Don't do but that. But back anymore, in the day, yeah. if they won one game every three years, you're like, oh, we had a good year. You know, it's 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 normal because yeah. normally it's it's over because they're fucking horrible. But so he was like, <laughs> he was mad at me. So he's like, so I don't want to talk to him. I was like, I'll just come over and hang out, and watch the game a little bit. Like that's bullshit. I want to see you. I haven't seen you, and I don't want to talk to the fucking bastards. Okay, it's it's your choice. He knows it. his it's... brother very well because that's uh he that's how I have been for a long time. Well, I'm glad you've like, grown up yeah. at least a little bit. Dad, Dad was the same way too. Yeah, yeah. that's proud I, of you. I told you that. Be- <laughs> I, I, I told you that before. Like I I learned things from our dad that like I took away, and some of it was the sports stuff. And like as much as I love football, playing it, and in the backyard that we would do all the time, like that's just. I try to yeah. do everything I can involved with football because I can't play football. Yes, I I just I can't get into pro football. They're just a bunch of bitchy millionaires to me. I do like college football, but I'll watch it here and there when I have time. And normally it's not that much. Now that my daughter's in college, I've been trying to keep up with their college team and do that kind of stuff just because it's fun and she's into it. Like she's excited to be there and everything else. So like, all right, I guess I'm an instant, you know, fan of that team. So it is what it is, but it's, 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 it's okay. But I'm not going to like, again, live my life around it. But there is a uh, YouTube channel that I love and I know I've talked about it with you. And they do uh, highlights for college football. It's called Sick Edits uh, with a Z uh, HD, and they do uh, mixes of like all the best plays throughout the the week. They do it week by week. They're usually about a week behind the time they get it all mixed together. So I get to like see like all the best plays of the week, and they'll show not only like uh, big plays and catches and runs. They'll show big hits. Uh, they'll show like goal line stands at the end of the game if it's important and all those kind of things. So I, I like that because I feel like I get the whole week's you know worth of games in like you know ten minutes and I'm yeah. done. Like hey, cool, I get to see all this kind of cool stuff and I'm on lunch and it's no big deal. Now I'm on with my life again. Here we go. 
instead of spending, you know, Thursday night watching football games and Saturday all day watching games. Isn't there college another night? I feel like college is only Saturday. Well, most of the games are on Saturday. Most of the big games are on Saturday, but there's there's games other nights. Yeah, I don't watch college I think there's, that much. I'm pretty sure there's like Thursday, maybe Friday even. There's like a couple nights during the week and then Saturday. And sometimes you even see Sunday games. Those are very rare, though. Yeah, I constantly wondered this growing up. Like, JV played, you know, Saturday. Friday nights were always for varsity. So I kind of wondered, you know, like, if they did a, a JV game for, for college as well. You know, like, no. you have your starters. Nope. Like that's like you play or you don't. Okay. So so if you're home, you might dress because obviously the football teams keep a big roster because you got practice squad, you got your offense, your defense. You got basically two offensive teams and two defensive teams. You got your practice team and your regular team. So there's a big roster. When they travel, they can only take so many. Mm-hmm. But when they're home, they can dress just about everybody. So if you watch like Ohio State, for example, it's one of the biggest football teams in Ohio because they actually win most of the time. You know, it's like, I mean, obviously Browns are doing well now. So people are getting excited about the Browns, but like for the most, look but I know we got, they're, they're doing all right. He's got Browns hat on, he's got Ohio State sweatshirt on, probably a brown shirt underneath there. He's got, he's got Browns yeah, pants. Yeah, he's got brown shorts on. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's all like, Ohio. Yeah, he's, he's excited. It's, it's an old work shirt, but it is orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, just, I just assume it was, it was Browns. But, uh, all right. but most people get excited about Ohio State because they actually do well. They win. It's everything else. They get excited. Like you watch the sidelines and you see like a fuck ton of people there. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my God. Like, that's crazy. Like, I don't know how many people they have on the roster, but it's like, they have a bunch. So it's just, it's crazy to me. But no, in college, like there, there are no JV games. Like yeah. those, those end. If you don't make the, the game squad, like you don't play. Knowing, knowing all the finger pointing going on over here. Like I didn't watch a single game last year at all. Yeah, I haven't. Cause I, I told her I would, I told her in January. Your wife. Yeah, that I wouldn't do it, and then all the protesting and all the other shit happened too and whatnot. So it's probably a surprise for Dad. Almost shit his pants when he found out I wasn't watching <laughs> an entire season of it until He's January, from January to January. So like, yeah, it was a big thing. All like, right, are you still off Facebook? Definitely no, not. No. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier to though. He's in there just stirring up the shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> nah, not me. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it for a little bit, but I was like, man, this is just stupid. I yeah. can't. I can't. Do yeah, this. I got off a couple of years ago for the wrong reason, really. <clears throat> but being away for a few months, I didn't realize like, oh shit, like this is actually really toxic, and I'm actually much better off mentally without all this crap yeah. in my head because yeah, like absolutely. when i when i would get on i would just want to see what my friends had posted i don't want to see anything else i don't want to see what they liked i don't want to see what they reacted to i don't see what they commented on i don't give a shit yeah. i just want to see what my friends posted on this fake book you know and it was just it turned into less and less of that and sponsored ads and this and that and just trying to sell me stupid shit I'm like fuck this i'm yeah. done absolutely and I, I do kind of feel bad because that's how i kept in touch with a lot of friends from like high school but you know, it's like I'm, I'm much better off mentally, you know. So hopefully if they're listening to this because I used to post it on there and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, like reach out to me. Like I'm just talking to you. But We still, have, just, a, we just, still have a group page on there for it. Yeah, I just, 240 I, I, I just people, can't do it on Facebook anymore. We used to have like 300 can't. people on the thing where we would actually have people interact with this where we would ask a question or whatever, post something up, and then they would respond. And we talked about it in the first few that yeah. you did. That stopped happening because, like, people are saying they weren't seeing it for a week later anyway. So it's kind of – I have this special well, I mean, ability where I don't click on the Facebook app and I don't have to be on it even though I still have it. A lot of people have a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, and, and obviously anything that's not the the woke mob, yeah. you know, genre – or not genre. Um, generation? No, not the generation. What's their prerogative or – what's the word I'm looking for here? 
agenda. If it's if it's not Ass the hats. You know, there's oh. that. If it's not the, the woke mob agenda, like you get shadow banned pretty quickly, and then they'll, they'll deny it. But it happens a lot. It happens a lot of podcasts I listen to. All of a sudden, you just can't find them, and they they're. Their downloads are going up, but their followers are going away. It's like, wait a minute, the numbers don't add up here. Like something's wrong. Like, like I'm getting more listens. Like, but uh, you're telling me that my stats are down. Like, wait, hold on a second. Like, it's 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 weird because so you're at the bottom of the list. Yeah, not so the first it's one it's, it's one up, of yeah. the big reasons why I I didn't <laughs> want to put this podcast on YouTube because it would be instantly demonetized and shadow banned and all those kind of things because of the controversial things we talk about. And given the fact also, the fact that we don't follow the woke mob's agenda, I, I call it bullshit. You know, I'm obviously not, I was like, what is it? I'm not, I'm not far right. I'm not far left. I'm, I'm uh, an extreme moderate. Yeah. I, I find myself, oh, yeah. I find myself like hardcore in the middle. Yeah. They're, they're both sides are shit. Oh yeah. They're horrible. <laughs> you know, but I, but I think that's most of America. Because you're only hearing the screaming parts on the right or the screaming parts on the left. Whereas most of us in the middle are like, hey, I'm in here somewhere. Leave me alone. I don't believe what they're saying. I don't believe what they're saying. I have my own thoughts and feelings about things. I can actually make up my mind. I don't just, you know, go to the voting polls and just go down the party line. Like actually look at people and say, hey, what do they believe in? What do they want to, you know, uh, put into office or whatever? Like what, how is that going to benefit me? You know, in my communities or whatever, like so that that's what I try to do when I go to the vote, like the voting booth. But most people don't do that. They're like, "Oh, I'm I'm a Democrat, so I'm voting all Democrat. I'm a Republican, I'm voting all Republican." Like, well, we, maybe we, we should st- kick all the Republicans out of office. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps we should stop doing that. Like, maybe maybe that's not a good idea. Of course, I'm still a firm believer we need a a realistic third party because uh, obviously there's other parties out there, but they don't get a say. It doesn't matter. You, you don't see them in presidential elections. You don't see them anywhere else. You know, it's like they're they're just they're kind of just what was it what was the libertarian vote for last election do you know dave something or no 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 no, no. Oh. it was it was a joe, joe jorgensen but oh, oh. what was the vote percentage wise <laughs> no i'm pretty sure it was less than like three or four percent yeah people don't like that's not realistic yeah you know, like if they're not pulling in over, over what 10 percent of the vote i don't think they even get to be in the part of the debates right yeah, and it seems is, is, not, is that the rule yeah you gotta have somebody who's a celebrity slash politician now before we just need better candidates. It. Yeah, we need better candidates. That's all we need. Like, look uh, at look at Instagram, was, and Facebook, and it? YouTube, it and the Twitter. Eric and... Weinstein. Was it was it Eric or was it his brother Sam, Brett? Not Brett. Brett. I'm thinking Sam Harris. I was no no. no. I, I think I think it was Eric though. I don't think it was Brett. Who came out with the Unity 2020? Did you hear about that? I don't pay much attention to okay, politics. Okay, so long story short, he Inigo came. Inigo Montoya is who I would vote for <laughs> if I actually voted. <laughs> well, I understand that, <laughs> but uh, if. Well, Eric came out before the election saying, hey, uh, these two choices are shit. You know, and he said, hey, we need to fix this. And he called it Unity 2020. What he wanted to do was bring in a candidate. What, what, say what? Unity. Yeah, exactly. So what he wanted to do was bring in somebody who was a uh, center right and somebody center left and make them run together. And then so the president, so to speak, couldn't pick, couldn't make any decisions without the vice president's. Um, overlook or approval or what have you, unless it's like a drastic emergency decisions or whatever. So they had to essentially work together to kind of compromise in the middle. Because that's supposed to be the idea of politics, right? Supposed to compromise in the middle, which is what is not happening right now. Because it's it's my way or the highway. You're ridiculous, or we're kicking you out, or we're going to filibuster this, blah, 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 blah. Like all this kind of stupid shit. And the idea was to bring in, again, people who were somewhat more central, but center right and then center left to make them work together. I loved that idea. Instead of like the hardcore right or the hardcore left, like let's actually get somewhere in the middle here. That's what we're supposed to be doing. This is amazing. But 
it got started late and didn't have they didn't have the grassroots behind it like they, they couldn't get on the um the presidential uh, debates and all that kind of stuff because again it's like it's 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 set up to basically eliminate other people from the option like you only have this dnr which essentially all bought and paid for by the same people so they're all the same anyway like what does it really matter big farm and oil yeah yeah there's there's a lot of that that's why we always talk about like the way we were brought up that's why like one side of our family was a little more conservative one side was like they don't give a shit what you do or whatever and we're basically Mm -hmm. like what would mom's side went to church and stuff some of them and whatnot and it wasn't like they were forcing it on you and enjoy your life it was like do what you want and it makes it a good as mix. it should be. Then, That's yeah. called freedom, sir. Yeah. So then, like when you play sports, and we talked about athletics at the beginning here, whatnot. Like you become teammates with everybody or whatnot, and you like everybody. Doesn't matter when you go in the military, you make friends that. Yeah. If know, they're if they're a dirtbag, you don't like yeah. them. If they're good people, they how don't many like people them. are you friends with that don't fucking look like you or whatever? It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of that. All right. Well, let's let's get yeah. off this political rant. So, I apologize. You're good. I get excited about this kind of stuff. Well, we talk about Jimmy a lot, or I've talked about him. I said like be good people and stuff like that, because like. What are y'all with Coburn? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, like always saying, like, you're good people or the whatever black else dragon. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the black dragon, yes. So, it's like, not the last dragon. No. It's the black dragon. Like, <laughs> the guy was just always happy and friends with everybody or whatever it was. And, like, that's just the kind of shit that we saw growing up and all that. And, yeah. Like, that's why I talk about it because that's yeah. what we've done. Yeah, just be a good person. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's he, amazing he how used to tell He used to tell Jacob, and he's, he's a friend of my our, of our parents, and, like, he, he knew my dad from, like, bowling league or something, met mom because they worked together whatnot. And uh, he used to tell Jacob and I that when we were growing up, he we have soul because he used to whisper in our ears, chicken and Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we'd see this, we've got a picture of him uh, when I came in after my son was born. We've got a picture of him hanging out at like the Eagles. And there's a picture of like Jacob and I just like, he's a, he's a beanpole. He's probably 110 pounds soaking wet. He's just old. Big old ass fro. Guy. Big, big fro. <laughs> but like, it was graying, but you would see he would put like, he would stain it. He would put like stain in his hair to keep it black. And uh, it's like Jacob would always be like touching his hair. He'd be like, damn, Jimmy, how do you keep your hair so so nice? Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. He'd get all pissed off. <laughs> and you watch this guy drink like a little tiny shot of black velvet or something. And then he would just go from six to midnight. Man, my eyes are drunk. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> damn, Jimmy, how are you? This Pretty nice? low tolerance, huh? Oh, my God. For, for being an alcoholic? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this man would smell black velvet and he would just be <laughs> Hey, up. that's better to save money. Hey, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody's chasing that high, so <laughs> yeah. rather get it one shot than you know twelve beers. So, oh my god, I used to piss all over our house too, like random spots, like on the coffee table this time. All right, where are you gonna piss next time? It was corner of the room, whatever else, like whatever. Oh my like, god. But, <laughs> but he liked good people, and he was the guy that. That's what I mean, like it's it's like, that's the whole. Like it's it's the content of your character. Like that's what I care about. I don't give a shit about the color of your skin. I thought that. I don't was give a shit back, about your religion. Yeah, I don't care ago. about any of that stuff. Like yep. if you're a good person, like we're gonna be friends. If you're yep. not, then fuck off. I don't yeah, know to do with you. Yep. I, I won't even recognize you in the room. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'm just kind of let him go. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, we'll kind of skip past the uh, football part of this. So, uh, nearing the end of your high school career here, as you're obviously drinking and smoking and playing with girls and doing all that kind of stuff because you don't want to play sports because you had to sign that piece of paper that yeah. says i can't have any fun this is ridiculous yeah, oh my I god i didn't want to sign a contract say don't be a human being <laughs> yeah yeah don't have a good time that'd be it'd be horrible uh so after that did you join the military right away or is it time uh, after that it was, it was probably like uh he waited till he got an apartment 
Yeah, well, it was, it was a little <laughs> bit after we got an apartment. Uh, I we were so we got into a car accident in 2007. Well, that was before the military. Yeah, that was really. My, yeah, that was that was my uh, middle. Uh, middle of my sophomore year. Junior? Okay, no, middle of my junior, junior year, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, and I fractured my vertebrae. I, so I was just like, ah, oh, man. Whatever, whatever we did, we just kind of did our own thing and, uh, had a little bit of money coming in. He was, he was dealing with stuff. He wasn't able to work. Yeah. I, mean, I know Jake was really messed up. Obviously you fractured your spine. That's pretty, pretty nasty. In his face. I, yeah. Busted out a tooth. I got, you know, ruined the money maker. <laughs> really. <laughs> now I got a face for radio. Um, no, it, it just, uh, I, I dealt with, um, my own stuff, whatnot. Senior year came around, and uh, we were living in an apartment together. And I was, it it wasn't like a he wanted to go in the military, he wanted to be an MP, and then due to his flat feet, and then because of the car accident, they were just like, "Nah, man, we're not gonna take you because you have metal rods in your body." Yeah, you, it's, you it's can't a, do that. It's a huge liability they're not gonna take on. Yeah, they, they do too, not want that responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Too too much money to be put into something that is already broken essentially yep so it just kind of like went through my mind one day i'm just hanging out i'm like you know what man i'm I'm gonna go check out you know medina around so i drive out to medina and i'm if you're familiar with the area where mr funds used to be the recruiting stations over there and uh and and well, it's, i think johnny j's or whatever yeah the, johnny j's snap it, fitness it's over by there now. Now, yeah. uh and there was a recruiting station i walk in <laughs> and I, I talk to marines they're like oh nine months to go to training I talk to navy and they're like six months i talked to air force in like three months I'm like, well fuck man there's only one more there was no space force when i when i joined <laughs> so i i uh I walk up to the army and I start bullshitting with them, talking to them, this, that, and the other. And the recruiter's like, oh, yeah, it'd be really great. Take a piss test, see where it's at. And, like, I only smoked pot in high school. I, 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 well, I that was the only, my drug of choice, if you will. Like, the other people were like, oh, I, I eat Percocets. And I'm like, nah, man, pills are stupid. Uh, I like to drink a little bit of beer. I like to smoke my joints, you know. So I, I go walk in. Or do gravity up. bongs before school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There were, there were, I was definitely not true in, in high school because, because of gravity bongs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I talked to, talked to the army recruiter and like, Hey, go piss in this cup real quick. And we're going to, I'm like, well, I don't need to pee in a cup. Tell you that I have, I smoked weed before I came in here. And, uh, they're like, well, you know, piss in the cup anyway. I pee in the cup and they run the test and they're like, dude, this popped hot for Every single drug, <laughs> like uh, eighteen drug panel, and they're like, "This thing's red, man!" Like, we need to get you a gallon of cranberry juice, a gallon of water. And I sat there yeah, for like flush out your system. I sat there for like four hours just chugging this cranberry juice and water. Probably pissed like fifteen times, and then they were like, "All right, pee again." I pee in a cup again. It comes up, and it's just that. It's it's flushed out it's clear you know how bad they want you in the army yeah. that's that's the problem yeah. with that yeah because mm-hmm. yep. that's, that's kind of how that works is like you you can flush it out pretty quickly if you need to whereas obviously if they take like hair samples and that kind of stuff like you can't really do much of that like and some people like getting their their jobs it's, it's funny right because when I, when I went to like uh college and stuff it's like you you get crappy jobs through or doing whatever you can to make ends meet and you're always getting piss tested and all that kind of stuff and then you get out and you get a big boy job and like they stop piss testing it's like 
wait a minute, like, <laughs> so all these people are just doing drugs? Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> they're pretty much on some kind of drug of some kind. Yeah. The people don't want to talk about it, but it's it's very common. Yeah, they, they uh, after after I did the P test, they were like, all right, cool, you passed. Now you got to take an ASVAB, and this is like the military test. It's like SAT or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like a standard uh, IQ test, right? Essentially, and it's, it's really all common sense questions like it there it showed you a picture of like a gear and it was like this gear is going clockwise and like which way is the fourth gear going so i'm sitting here looking at him like well that one's going clockwise counterclockwise clockwise well it's gonna be counterclockwise and it's like oh you you did so great you could join anything but the yeah you can count to 10 without using your fingers yeah. like you're awesome I, I went to cloverleaf so don't give me that much <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah they they were like you you have some sort of common sense you could do any job in the military that you want minus rocket science and i'm like well shit man like what what what's the what's the like shortest basic training they're like oh 11 bravo i'm like yeah whatever the fuck that is (laughs) (laughs) so well researched here yeah recruiter's dream yeah this dumbass (laughs) was like done we'll put you in there for that oh just matter of fact you got a fifty thousand dollar bonus as well i'm like oh shit no idea why and then like i start looking into i'm like oh this is infantry and like this this is you know you're a grunt you're gonna there's there's Two MOSs in the military. There's the 11 Bravo MOS, and that's a grunt, and then everybody else just works for you. And I'm like, well, shit, man, I'm about to be top dog at this fucking place. <laughs> Hell yes. No, no. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, joined, I joined the Army after. It was uh, when I had talked to them, they were like, how soon do you want to leave? And I was like, well, depends on how soon I can leave. Like, I talked to the other three guys, and they told me, you know, months at a time. And they were like, this is like December 15th something like that 2008 and they're like we can have you in basic training by the end of the year i'm like well that's like 10 days away man like what do you mean by the end of the year and sure enough i was i was on a plane flying down to georgia december 31st 2008 all right so obviously this was a little bit haphazard and quite <laughs> do all your research of what was going on here did, did you have a pull because i know jake kind of had that pull a little bit like wanting to go in they wouldn't let him because of the accent and everything else it was or is it just something like hey you know what i'm not liking when things are going i don't like school i want a chance to kind of get out do something different and change my life or what was that was a bit of it all okay. I, I saw i saw myself if i was hanging out with the same people and nothing against the people i hung out with in high school just i didn't really see myself going really anywhere you know i'd be stuck in a factory or i'd be stuck at a gas station selling lottery tickets to to people that have gambling problems or whatnot and i was like you know the furthest i had ever been as soon as i got a car i i went to i went to pennsylvania like just on a to go get a fucking monster like i just wanted to get out of the state of ohio just to check different places out you just move just go yeah i just i i drove up to pennsylvania grabbed a monster drove back just to say that i did like turned around in a fucking uh what's it um, uh, a casino up in Pennsylvania, something like that, <laughs> just just to see like a casino, other than looking at it on the internet, yeah, or Vegas, you know. Uh, had only been on a plane one time, and that was to go watch a, a good buddy of mine graduate from his AIT after after we graduated, type thing. And I was just like, wow, you know, it's, I really and didn't. That's the Army Advanced Individual Training for their job after the basic. Yep. 
he he went to a Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. They they call it Lost in the Woods. It's just <laughs> it's a wooded area. But yeah, it went went down there, watched him graduate, and I was like, all right, you know, this, this is pretty cool. And like uh, talking to other people, like, dude, basic training is not hard. Like, if you can go through two a day practice for football, yes. you, you can do basic. Here, training. Here's the thing, like Andy Stump talks about this a lot. He uh, has one of my favorite podcasts, Cleared Hot. He's a former Navy SEAL. He was a base jumper, a squirrel suit flyer. Oh, um, yeah. Well, he's a author. No, no, not an author. He's a uh, like a leadership development, like business uh, instructor, coach, or speaker, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like doing all that kind of stuff. And he got into podcasting, and uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I fucking love that podcast. And everybody talks about it just the Navy SEAL. Like they don't. He tries to like pull himself away from that. He's like, yeah, that was my job for seventeen years or whatever it was. And I was like, fucking really good at it. And I, well, again, he says he was average, which means obviously he was really good. And if you're in the Navy SEALs, are keeping up with those animals. True. But he's obviously there's people better, people worse, whatever. He's like in the middle of the pack, but still probably a pretty decent human being. Um, but he said that basically, if you played sports in high school, like you could get through buds. And we all know buds is more of a psychological trick than it is like basic training. Which basic training, what yeah, basic training is more of just a let's get everybody through, let's train them up a little bit, let's push them hard, let's get them in shape. Realistically, but more importantly, is like let's bond them as a team. Like let's let's tear them down, take away their individuality, shave their heads, do all that kind of stuff, make them dress the same, do everything the same, eat the same, like clean the same, like do everything the same to to bond them as a team. But but he was saying even like buds itself is like if you're a high school athlete, like you could pass buds. Like that that's not the part of this. Are you mentally tough enough to do it? So when I see him say something like that and like basic training, it's like I'll bet you just about every human being who can like, you know, walk and jump and move could probably get through basic training if yeah. they, if they wanted to. And then you, you catch a lot of people saying stuff like, Oh, if that recruit if that drill sergeant got in my face, I'd punch him. Like, for what? No, you, you won't. You signed up to do this job, man. Like you you're that's all you have to do is just listen to orders. And the military I had no problem with the military due to that fact that like I can follow orders. Yeah. You know, do this, do that, shit bag. Yeah, done. I got it. Like, like that, sir. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, okay, I, I can I can scrub this toilet. I, I was a very glorified private throughout my four and a half years in the military. Like I, I never I, I lost my rank three different times, gained my rank back oh, three God. different times. Story time. So uh, how did how did this happen? <laughs> the fir- the first time I lost my uh my rank was while I was deployed. Uh now a lot of people think Afghanistan is just, you know, the big old sandbox. They had a lot of really nice wheat out there, which was wild. And I, I'm still questioning what I actually did in the military while I was deployed. Because you were so high? <laughs> I wish. Uh, it it would have made it, To smoke weed and be in the military would have made it so much better, like, other than drinking. Um, no, like, there was there was poppy plants that the, they were growing and like there's farmers out there yeah and uh they got poppy fields as far as the eye can see yeah. which which is for the opium trade for people who don't know yep uh as well as weed and oh really they're mad there's there's i've only seen pot plants oh, oh prior- I, okay pot plants something like poppies what the poppy have to do with pot but oh no 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 like i the, the amount of weed that i saw out there I have only seen that amount since I've been in the marijuana industry. I've seen 
I've seen plants, you know, like, oh, I got this nice little, like, three-foot plant growing in my closet, something like that. But when I, like, trees of of marijuana, like, just, holy shit, these things bigger than you. Uh, and as my assistant Gunner and myself were, were on this, like, um, we're doing a patrol, whatever, and, and they put us outside. I'm like, man, something smells really good. <laughs> and I kind of, I like, look over at him, and I'm like, you smell that? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I turn my head and I see that just they just got this damn tree that's just cut out drying. Like they just cut it from the from the base and just stuck it up next to this mud hut, is what we call them as a house basically. Um, and it's it's uh it's drying out, it's curing basically out there in the sun. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, put this in my camelback. And they stuck it. He stuck it in my camelback, and we're walking around finishing our patrol. And we get to like one more spot. I'm like, nobody's gonna smell that, I'm like, dude. Is there more weed around us? Because something smells fire. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. My dumbass isn't thinking that it's coming from my fucking back. And uh, and so they end up doing what's called a health and welfare. And then basically, they your government property. So whoever's in charge of you gets to go through your shit, rifle through every bit of it. And if they find anything, yeah, because you you have no private things. Mm-hmm. Except for myself, I was a private. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they 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 put us all out there. We're all standing at attention. We're hanging out, and then leadership comes out. And they're like, "Who's fucked up?" And like my guilty conscience, my hand already goes up. And <laughs> well, sometimes just, it's better to just fess up to it. That's what I hear. That's what you know. It's it's better to to take the looks at first. Yeah, like, hey, I done I done fucked up. <laughs> yes. So he said, "Who fucked up?" My hands up in the air, and I'm standing there, I'm like me, like Bible. Damn it, Bible. Why are you fucked up? I'm like, you probably found my weed, Sergeant. <laughs> like, I hadn't smoked any of it. I hadn't like I was. I was just absolutely amazed. Like you're looking at this bottle right here, and this bud. I had seen. I'd seen buds growing up. You know, size of a quarter, size of a half dollar. But this damn thing was bigger than this water bottle. Like a regular 16-ounce water bottle. Yeah, I'm just sitting here like, holy shit, that is a big-ass nug. Like, I want to inspect this. I want to look at this. Yeah, I had planned to roll it up and, and like, you know, empty out some cigarettes and smoke it at some point in time. But you don't really have much time anyway, especially while you're deployed. And in the infantry, you're walking around everywhere. You don't have time to get stoned. So I'm like, fuck, man, like... I don't, I was just, just mind blown looking at this thing. I was so, so intrigued in it. Like before I knew, yeah, I, I knew was about work. the poppy fields. I didn't know about pot mm. over there. That's interesting. I've, I've walked, I've walked past mounds of Keef that were bigger than you. <laughs> like, what are you guys going to, and watch, watch leadership throw incendiary grenades inside of it. Like, just hell with this. You're wasting Ex- all that Explain pot. the Keef, just anybody that's not knowing what that oh, is. Like, basically yeah. just ground yeah. up weed. There you go. Okay. It's like all, all the powder, essentially. Like, uh, Keef in general is going to be like, uh, like the powder that'll fall off your nugs. You drop a nug on the table and it's going to be like all a right, dust. So you're using all these terms. So <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for someone who doesn't understand the marriage you want. Dumb it down a bit. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so. A we, marijuana bud. We have we have the pot plants. Right? Mm-hmm. Is is a whole plant, right? And most people smoke just the uh, the flowers, which right? is which is the female plant. Okay, and it's it's kind of like a you call it like a nug because like it's more like a nugget because it's like a small condensed mm-hmm. co- compact piece. Yep. Whereas like all the stems, the leaves, all that kind of stuff that you actually see portrayed in in movies and uh or like uh, pictures and what do we call that like apparel like 
paraphernalia. Everything. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like they, they show the leaves. Like, you don't actually smoke the leaves. Like you're smoking just this. I mean, like, you like, can. The, well, you can. You don't get as high, right? Yeah. Like, like you, you, you don't just, touch you're as just much smoking as like this, this compact bud. What they do is they get that and they grind it up, correct? Yes. And then you actually just smoke that. So if you get stuff that's got people talk about like the stems and the seeds and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're pulling that stuff out because like they're pulling out the shit that isn't going to get them as high. It's not as good quality. True. So so it's like you're just seeing. So what you're talking about here is like it's just I would assume like the ground up pieces of like of those nuggets. So it's like that super con- condensed. Like what people now would call like the alien space weed. It's going to get you like super fucked up, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's so, I, but yeah, watch mounds of this powder essentially, and they're just like throwing incendiary. As, as you're crying on the inside, maybe a little bit on the outside. Yeah, like, like can, we should stay here and we should stay here and hang out for a little bit. Make sure that it actually burns to the ground, <laughs> sir. We should. <laughs> <laughs> like try, trying to trying to get no it, but yeah they they caught me with the weed and uh and catch you you told on yourself true i did i did my guilty conscience which i i got i got yelled at a lot growing up for lying about trivial things you know so i i learned my lesson by the time i had joined just the military just yeah, most times it's better yeah. to just be honest and be done with it that's what i hear I, um, I I used to walk in the house completely baked with sunglasses on at midnight, and my mom would never just mm-hmm, whatever. And J- Jacob like Jacob like this in the middle of midnight. Good night, mom. <laughs> She's like, good night, honey. Mom's like, oh, Jacob, the computer's messed up. Can I? Can you fix this? He's like, yeah, hold it. Like type, he's on AIM bullshitting with his buddies stuff. And I walk in after like a day of actually sunlight working. still too. It's Sun, not yeah, even, the yeah, sun's yeah. still <laughs> shining outside, and I walk in. Mom's like, "Are you fucking high? <laughs> Are you fucking high?" I'm like, "Why? You got sunglasses? You're walking with sunglasses in the house?" I'm like, "The sun's out. Like, what do you? What do you mean?" It completely doesn't matter that I am high, but, <laughs> but you're accusing me of this while the sun's because I have sunglasses on. I'm like, come on, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> he had a, he had a reputation. It's all good. Gravity bongs before school. I mean, yeah, that'll do that. To that you. could have been his older brother's fault, though. So it wasn't like he wasn't oh, getting pressure so at all from bad influence. There, we, we weren't see. we weren't the greatest influences. It, it wasn't I, I just him, him though. Like, it wasn't yeah. just him. It was him yeah. and like four other people that yeah. he worked third shift. Got with, off work. Yeah, working at eighty four lumber. He'd get off work and he'd show up, and I'm like, dude, I missed the bus. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, you got you got like a half hour. I'm going to smoke a bowl. I'm walking into school just like destroyed. Like, oh my gosh. What am I going to do with myself today? (laughs) I can't fucking learn. I'm like falling asleep in first period and they're waking me up like, why are you failing math? I'm like, oh, math's fucking stupid for one, but damn, I'm really stoned right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but they, they, I, I fessed up to, I fessed up to, them finding my weed and they they took my rank away. They <laughs> yeah, made that me happens do very quickly days. in the military. Yeah, they they're not fans. Like I said, they're not fans of weed. Three day drugs. You hear about people doing coke. You hear about people doing Molly, ecstasy, all this other stuff throughout my entire career. And they knew like leadership would know. Like, hey, next week we're going to do a fifty percent p test. So, like, there's a 50% chance your name might get called. It might not get called. So, like, do your three-day drugs over this four-day weekend. Pound water on the last day, and you'll be fine. Yeah, but for some reason, people freak out about weed. Like, it's Mm -hmm. okay if you're doing blow. 
you know, cocaine yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, but you know, for some reason, like it's just weed is always this like big taboo thing, which I don't because, understand. Because you think for yourself when you smoke weed, uh, you, you kind of have a mind of your own. Do you really think it's that? I I think it is. Okay, I mean, I mean, I, I <laughs> now now I'm I'm very biased on it. Um, of course, I I I say that it's because you you have a mind of your own. Yeah, you you know you don't necessarily you're not all there when you smoke some you know, uh, it, it is a psychoactive drug, the same as alcohol, the same as sugar, the same as caffeine, yeah. nicotine, every every other thing out there. Although in my mind, and I since recently i've been getting like really paranoid when i smoke so i haven't smoked for a little bit but in my mind it it's more or less they want you to be this not your own person in the military they want you to be who they want you to be yeah and a robot when, essentially yeah. yes and when you smoke weed you tend to question things a little bit more you tend to like you know why is the sky blue? Well, because God loves the infantry. Oh, you're right. That's why the sky is blue. It has nothing to do with water or whatever science tells us, you know. So, like, they, they just want you to... And I'm not, like, bashing military at all. I, I, I love the time that I did in there. I don't like where my mind's at nowadays. But I, I absolutely enjoyed the people that I served with, the people that I, I worked for. Obama signed my paychecks the entire four years that I was there. Uh, like it not really he didn't actually sign them not like not like the, <laughs> I know what you mean. the trump checks or anything that, <laughs> that we got last year um but yeah i mean it, it, was, it was a really good time it just i i feel that at the end of the day if you were able to get out of work and unwind and smoke a joint i feel that you would be the not necessarily the military as a whole but some people i feel it would do wonders and they'd be oh yeah be even better soldiers than oh, what yes. they could be i i'm really hoping that the rest of the country goes goes in and just goes legal just completely yeah. legal not medical not anything just whatever do whatever you want we don't care and i'm really hoping that that happens how many states are illegal now uh, I'm pretty sure more than more than half are decriminalized. Like I, I think maybe Isn't like it up to 32 or something or more that are decriminalized. I, maybe it's decriminalized, not actually well, it's, legal. It's, but well, I, I think I think I thought legal if, was actually more now. Uh, well, I know Oklahoma, Oregon, Washington, California, Colorado, New York, uh, right? New York. Um, is it Arizona or Nevada that? They're on board. Nevada, Nevada's yeah. legal. Yep. Nevada's <clears throat> legal. You don't have to have a medical card. All right. According to the Googles, the re recreational use of cannabis is legalized in 18 states. 18. So and there you go. Double and and okay. the District of Columbia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. D.C.'s decriminalized. So D.C.'s legal as well. You so can, for decriminalized, is it 30-something or is it decriminalized? Let's look up. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's more. It's, it's like three-quarters of the states are decriminalized. Okay. And there's only like a few that are that uh, there's a lot that are medical as well. Like they they uh, notice it as a medical plant. Twenty seven states Shit. and okay. the District of Columbia oh. have decriminalized small amounts, okay. only small amounts of marijuana. Yeah, and that's from my understanding. It's no longer going to be like a slap on the wrist when when they say decriminalized. It's not like you get pulled over and you have you have like a a, a 
pot seeds or like you know a, a seed in the in your ashtray and they're not like you know throwing the book at you like oh you're some horrible drug addict musher black yeah well i don't i don't know about that <laughs> i'm just messing no i just um that's the that's the tv joke or the movies or whatever that they make up all the time <laughs> but it happens though yeah it's, anywho yeah they yeah, but it's only fully legal in a handful Oh, fully illegal. Excuse me. Read yeah. One, one. Yeah. Legalized. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm a lot at, of them are. Every, I'm looking at the map of the U.S. right now. Everybody still fucking does it because yeah. no one cares. Hey. hey, it's cool in Alaska. It's yeah. Good in Alaska. You, what I hear, you could do pretty much whatever you want in your own house As in Alaska. As you should be able to. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like, right. like, the idea that the drug trade you know, is going to go away because we're going to have this war on drugs and we're going to fight it and do all this kind of stupid shit. Like, that's hilarious. That's kind of like saying, hey, murder's bad. We're going to make it illegal. Well, no shit, but people are still going to fucking do it. See, what my, my uh, I guess my mindset says is that too many people in politics would lose money if marijuana became legalized I mean, across the Yeah, nation. but I mean, Big Pharma is a big push for that. Like, look at Florida. Florida is a great example of that. Like, the laws down in Florida are so nuts because they're protecting their pain pill industry. True. It's because pain pills are rampant down there. Well, I mean, isn't it? I, I see Florida as a retirement state anyway. Yeah, a bunch pretty, of geriatrics pretty much. down there. I mean, that's what, that's what we see in this area because a lot of our people from up in this region, like they get tired of winter and they want to be warm, so they they go down to Florida in the summer. Whereas I think if you're more out west, like you go to Arizona, you know, like so it's like it's it's take take your pick, but like that that happens a lot. But obviously, there's a bunch of people who grew up there who lived there. There's obviously a bunch of young people like the big cities and all that kind of stuff. So that's always going to be very common in any kind of big city. True. You know, because most of you, most people will realize once they get like in their 30s and stuff is like, hey, I don't want to be in this big city partying and doing this kind of stuff all <laughs> night. Like, I want to have my own place and like have a little bit of land and do those kind of like, some people don't. That's fine. But most people kind of do. So they move out of the city. That's, that's normally how that works. But yeah, it's a, it's, I, I want to say I, I I talked to a, um, a, not like a doctor, but he was somebody that did. Uh, he would write you to get your marijuana card in Colorado, and he was like, "You know why marijuana is illegal?" I'm like, um, no. He's like, "Well, because too many people will lose money. Not only would the oil industry lose money because if they started making shit out of hemp like they used to, you only need to." You make a hemp rope, and that shit will last a hundred years, even if you sit it out in the sun. You make a nylon rope, and that shit's going to last you maybe 25 years, and it's going to cost the same amount. He's like, so why why make something that's going to last a hundred years when you can make it that'll last 25, and you got to keep spending money? Yeah. It's like, now it's you It's almost made... always follow the money. Yeah. And that's capitalist society. It's It's whoever's got the, the biggest bank check, or the biggest bank account, man. It's, that's it's... why it was made illegal in the first place. Yeah. My my views are the same. Yeah, like the paper mills. Who is, who is the gentleman? Joe Hogan talks about it all the time. Yeah, um, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Yeah, like lumber you, companies. They were gonna, gonna have to like re, re redo all their machines or whatever. They didn't want to do that, so they created this bullshit campaign about this Mexican crazy tobacco and, <laughs> and like all these people are like we're raping white women and like what the fuck are you have, talking? Have you ever about? seen what's that movie called? Um, Marijuana. That's no, it's just like a, something madness. Yeah, reefer, reefer, madness. reefer madness. Oh my yeah. god, they they be showing people like smoking a joint and they're yeah. getting all excited. Yeah, they're all crazy running around the place. Like, have like, you seen people high? Like they're super chill. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Might be a little paranoid, but they're super chill. Yeah, it's just true. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just it. 
it blows my mind that and and I've I've said this to our dad too. I've been like, you know, I'm like, I would rather see like America full of a bunch of potheads than a bunch of alcoholics. Alcoholics for sure. It's and way safer. My dad's like, it, people would be lazy. They would not do anything. And I'm like, I, just because here's when the thing. you smoke weed, you got lazy doesn't no, no, mean no, that that's, other people. That's a stereotype. <clears throat> and it's bullshit. It is. All right. Because you could be lazy and sitting around watching Netflix stuff, eating Krispy Kreme donuts, and nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. You know, but if you're going to be lazy and smoke some pot, oh my God, it's going to make everybody that way. Like, <laughs> no, that person's fucking lazy. Like, like I know a lot of professionals who have really good jobs oh, yeah. who like to smoke weed. That's their drug of choice. Like, they, they don't like to do, like, the crazy hard stuff or do whatever. Granted, some of those sound fun, let's be honest. Like, I like to experiment. Like, why not? It sounds like a fun time. Like, I haven't. You know, like I've smoked a couple of times. It's just not for me. Like I've got bitch lungs, so when I try to smoke, <laughs> like I just I cough. I don't really get the high. I don't get the buzz that I want. I'd rather drink a couple of beers. Like that's 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 what I like. But granted, I'm looking to just alter my headspace a little bit and have a good time. I'm not looking to get loaded or whatever. Like I'm a grown ass man. Like I don't need to do that anymore. Matt's you know? wants to eat the shrooms on the pizza. I would like to do yeah. do that. I would like to experiment <clears> with meeting God. Because people talk about that. I'm like, that sounds fun. You know, but I need to be in a healthier mental space before I go down that road. But well, there's there's but a my lot big of, thing there's with, a lot of people that are looking into uh like psilocybin as a not necessarily a cure, but medication for depression or anxiety difference. Not like even this. just that is also healing brain tissue from CTE, from sports or accidents yep. or whatever, from military guys, from explosions, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like there's a lot of interesting studies going on right now with psilocybin. And again, if they decriminalize things, I hope that that becomes normal. But again, I see like mushrooms and weed especially, those two, is so different than everything else. Because everything else has to be manufactured. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously like the cocoa or Cocoa leaves, I can make cocaine out of that kind of stuff. But people have been, indigenous you know, tribes or whatever, have been chewing on cocoa leaves for years, yeah. years and years. Absolutely. To give them a little bit of a, a, little a boost. Energy. Yeah. It's, it's almost like caffeine, like really t to them, because they're, they're not doing like such a purified form. But then you've, if you boil it all, I don't know exactly how they make cocaine, but if, if you boil it down, chop it up, do whatever they got to do to make, to make the, the powder, it's like... Then it becomes kind of dangerous. I think uh, you know? Anthony Bourdain or somebody did did something like they were down in South America or like Colombia watching like the process go and and you get you know they got all the coca leaves that they're ripping off they're throwing it into like this pile they're dumping like kerosene acetone like gasoline like a bunch of different chemicals yeah, and but shit. that shit in the lab they're, they're, i smelled it i don't want it in that, that, you that, smelled that, coca leaves no the acetone <laughs> and kerosene well, that, that, that becomes a problem with a lot of things that are done illegally <laughs> yeah. a great example of this is the uh the marijuana trade right so um what was it out in california it became completely legal so now you could you could have your own you could grow your own I, can you grow your own out there i think I think you can. Yeah, Colorado too. Yeah, I think so, it's like so it's, it's like again, seven it's, plants. Again, it's in, just in, free for all. Do your thing. We don't care. You can do whatever you want. No, no big deal. Sure, I don't, I don't like, think. I don't think majority could, of drugs. Are I don't think you could sell or dis distribute or do those kind of things. You but, have to have a license, and and this is how they how they're getting away with it, and well, not getting away with it, but this is how like it works. Colorado or, or places that are legalized, you have to have a license to sell it. Kind of the same as you have to have license to sell alcohol. Although okay. it's more scrutiny, it's more watched, like scrutinized. As, and as being you have to be 21 to be able to buy it 18 with a medical card uh in the medical side of it like you there's people that are getting their medical cards for 
some females I've I've ran into and talked to said like I have a heavy period, and they're like, oh, psh, here you go, here d- this will help with cramps. Yeah, you're always gonna have those kind of guys, yeah. I mean, and and I mean, from even looking into it here, like I fall under the the statute to be able to get my medical card in Ohio because I have PTSD. I don't necessarily want to get my medical card because prices out here are outrageous. Yeah. And Ohio doesn't even say, like, I'm I'm used to buying an eighth of weed for $25, and they're like, this isn't even an eighth of weed. This is like like an, a tenth of weed, and you're paying like 50 bucks for it. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is ridiculous. Oh, it's a tax. I'm like, for what? Well, it's, like, it's, it's because they're trying to make it almost unattainable, so you can't really do it. They're saying, yeah. hey, we're progressive. Look at us. But... There's going to be all these other things that come into play as well. But like out in California, they were having all kinds of trouble when they first made it legal is that the cartels would come up from Mexico and they would be um, doing grow ops on public land. Yeah. So they would go out there and they would use all these nasty chemicals and all these kind of things and creating all these kind of problems for wildlife, fish. They were diverting streams to to, uh, obviously irrigate their fields and do all that kind of stuff. So they were killing off all this uh, um, populations of, of uh, salmon and stuff that were out there. So the wildlife people like would get get involved. Like, hey, we're going to walk up this creek and find out what's going on and see what happened. Maybe some farmer, you know, had, had diverted the river, did something stupid they're not allowed to do. So they would go up there and they find these freaking Mexican cartels with AK-47s and machetes and stuff running around, like doing these big grow things and using these chemicals that are killing everything. So it's like, so for somebody who doesn't want to spend their money on the tax stuff, they're still going to buy it because it's cheaper somewhere else. But yeah. then they're ingesting all those chemicals and all the other kind of problems that you have. Like, that's why I love the idea of like, let's just make everything legal, you know, and then come in and say, hey, like, let's let's do the gross stuff. Let's do whatever. But we also have to have healthy competition. Because if you, if you don't have that, then you're going to have well, what we have here where the taxes are marked up so much that you, you essentially, you can't afford it. It almost becomes like a, a rich person drug, like. Like all the other stuff, yeah, you know. You you watch South Park at all? No. So there, one of the one of the characters, Randy. He's uh, one of like main characters' fathers. He he started his own farm, and it's called Tegrity Farms. And like he he grows coca co or he goes with the coca plant, and he makes his own Tegrity cocaine and and all this stuff. And his his whole main thing is like, yeah, you could buy it from other places, although I grow it with Tegrity. <laughs> so I, you know it's good and it's coming from me and yeah he, he grows like all the weed for south for south park it just it it makes me smile thinking about that because like yes you could buy from you know if you want to call it you know off the street or black market type stuff you you want to buy you want to buy your weed from somebody else down the road but you don't know that it's being grown they could be grown it with miracle grow they could be they're not flushing it so like as you're smoking it you're you're inhaling these different as you said chemicals that they're using to grow it now if you buy it from you know a reputable grower they're growing it through like a medical purpose they're growing it they're flushing it out making sure it's going through lab testing it's being tested make sure that there's no pesticides no nothing yeah and money and money comes with that because that's more expensive to do and i understand that but to to get ridiculous is like okay let's hold on how much of this is politicians like patting their pockets here yeah yeah it's 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 ridiculous yeah i i agree it uh it i don't know I, i still stand with it that 
It should it should all be legal. I, it I should be legal. One hundred percent believe. So it. many people who talk on here say the same. I one hundred percent believe that everything should be illegal. Yeah. Like, it's just who cares? Like yeah. people are gonna do it anyway. Like let yeah. them do it. Let, let them do it in a safe manner. If they want to shoot up heroin, like let's make clinics where they can go to, and then when when they're when they're done with that, let's let's give them rehab in that same clinic as well. Like what are, what are we doing here? Even shit that's already legal by our constitution and whatever else in this country, we have to make more bills and laws to make it legal <laughs> so that you don't get in trouble and all this stuff. So it's insane. But yeah, I mean, where we are now, I mean, I mean that's what yeah. it's what it is. What are we going to change? It's a crazy world. It's a fun yeah. world, but it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, here we are. Yeah, like. We talked about him coming on too, like doing these talks and stuff and whatever. We've talked about it being like a form of therapy and things like that, and like just talking to people and bullshitting or whatever and like stuff like that. So like, if you need the medical stuff or you need to sit and talk and do this kind of shit, it's like if you need medical stuff for your therapy or whatever, like go home and fucking smoke a joint. Like you said, that it might might be better soldiers in the military if you know you can go calm your mind or well, yeah, but like what's, what's the alternative what do like, most people do right. they reach for alcohol they do and, and it's, it's, it's it's so it's, destructive it's absolutely accepted to get out of work working five in the morning till five at night go home drink a fifth of vodka and like get in a pissing contest with your spouse in the military and is seen avidly yeah. like it, it happens it's, it's just normal yeah it was it, like well, if you in the military like a bunch of my military friends you know, it's like when you get promoted, like everybody's getting drunk. Yeah. Like when you fuck up, like everybody's getting drunk. If you do this, like everybody's <laughs> like everybody's just always like whatever the excuse is, like they're always just getting drunk. Oh yeah. Like it's it's not like the, it's not like the like last night. Like we, have, we had a jujitsu competition uh, with uh, an East Coast Martial Arts, and like our our gym went down there and we competed. We had like twelve or so people competing. It was a fun day. We were there all day. You know, it's like. Everybody's getting to compete and have fun, and we're cheering everybody on. It was exciting. It was it was a good time. And afterwards, like some of us went back to like uh, one of our teammates' house and like had a couple of drinks. You know, had some food, bullshit, just talked about the day or whatever. Just they just had a good time. It's like it's not like that in the military. No, you're not sitting down having a couple of beers. You know, and then making sure that like you you go hard in the beginning to get like a good feeling, and then you're stopping so that way you can drive home or do whatever and be safe, and it's not the end of the world. But it's like most people are like, no, we're just we're just getting loaded. We're gonna yeah. drive drunk and all this kind of stuff. And it's all the stories that I hear. It's like that's very common. It's not yeah. like it's a abnormal thing. Like no, 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 it happens in all the branches and all the different genres and the jobs and everything else. Like there's a there's a lot of alcohol involved in if, military. If it didn't happen, there wouldn't be liquor stores right outside of the gates <laughs> or even on post. Like you can you can buy. It really blew my mind getting out to Colorado for the first time. I, uh, I'm drinking beers with a couple buddies and we run out. Oh, liquor stores are closed. I'm like, fuck it. Somebody take me to the gas station. And nobody warns me when I got out there in 2009 that gas stations sold 3-2 beer in Colorado. It I don't was, know what that means. 3.2% alcohol instead of like... Okay, your, so your, that's like half of what a normal beer would be around yeah. here. Like normal beers we get are like 5 to 7%, yeah. I would say. So... I go out to this this come and go gas station. And I'm so ooh, all right, twenty four pack of Coors Lights. I pick it up and I'm walking back in the park. I got some more beer, guys. And they're like, "Ah, oh, where'd you go?" And I'm like, "The come and go." And they're like, "You're stupid. This is three two beer." I'm like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" <laughs> Look at it, it says three point two percent alcohol. I'm like, "Well." 12 of them are mine. <laughs> is it just because like the, the state limits it or? It, it, I believe it was. Now all, they, almost all that's regulation. Yeah. Now they, now they do foolproof, which like 
when when it happened, I think this happened like uh, two years ago, like pre-COVID, it, it happened. It was almost like they knew it was going to happen. Like, <laughs> let's get everybody drunk and go there into gas stations. But uh, it, it happened, and like you see all these gas stations that have like, we now serve foolproof beer. We check out our beer cave. Like you can buy stuff. to go margaritas <laughs> yeah. and other alcohol and shit now in Ohio or whatever. That well, that was only because like. they were trying to keep bars and stuff open. They were trying to be creative, right. and obviously, we all know that people are alcoholics. And and got my sippy cup in the truck next to me while I'm driving. Wait, but here's, home. But here's like, the thing, yeah, though: it's I mean, like, like it's it's one of the only drugs that you can do. That if you stop it without like weaning yourself off, oh, you yeah. literally die. Yeah, like the detox for alcohol is one of the the worst of any of the drugs that I've really seen. Like, yep. uh, you know, like I've got a very close friend who's an ICU nurse, and she's like, "I wish I could just give these guys a beer." Like, who are like going through detox and who have to come in or whatever. It's like, but I can't. Yeah. We're, we're not allowed. Like, but it would be healthier for them, and like it would actually like make their life so much better at the end of it here. Yeah. But it's just it's just crazy. But again, the alcohol is such a not not even a taboo thing at all because it's just so no, it's ingrained in our culture. Yeah, it is yeah. a huge industry, you know. And I'm a big partaker in it. I got no problem with that. Like I go out hunting for bourbon, and I, and I love that. But getting into that, yes, and, I've seen your stockpile. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, and I I love drinking beer. I like I love hanging out with my friends. Like when we get together, we drink a lot. It's kind of what we do. Let's meet the bar, have a couple of drinks, we bullshit. You know, it's just it's it's just it's a big part of my life. And I but. It's a healthy place too because like there's times where I don't drink for months, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's there's a time where I'll drink like four or five days in a row. <laughs> yeah, just, not everybody's like that. It's just yeah. it's just lined yep. up because how that's worked. But yep. like 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 I drank last night. Like I'm actually gonna go might meet a friend this afternoon, have a couple of drinks with them because that's what we do when we get together. Right. You know, it's like I might not drink for another couple of weeks. Like who knows? I I don't know. Right. Because it's so funny. Like some of the guys I hunt bourbon with, they're like, "Oh, hey, did you try that yet?" And I'm like, "No." I, we haven't had a whiskey night. Like I, I normally don't sit at home and just drink whiskey by myself. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I don't mind it. It's just normally I don't like to drink like before I go to the gym. So it's like the night before. I'm usually not drinking. So it's, I try not to drink those nights just because I don't want to feel that way at the gym the next day. Yeah. You know, it's not that it really affects my performance, but not, still. It's not just, a fan of smelling like vodka while you're sweating. Well, I mean, again, I'm not going to have enough that it's going to be that big of an issue. But still, it's I just, I try not to do it. It's just, it just makes my life easier to not worry about it. Mm-hmm. And you if know? you notice, he ain't got a lot of vodka up there anyway. Yeah, I, I, got a, I got a nice jar of vodka stuffed away in the, in the <laughs> cabinet somewhere. Most of them are darker whiskey, so that's <laughs> all I've seen. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. lots of whiskey around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's we call ourselves social alcoholics because it's not like we have a six pack of beer every night like what we grew up seeing or whatever else like people we know in our family or friends that they got to have their six or twelve pack of yeah, beer. Yeah, uh, we all like, know people like that. Like I've got a lot of people don't need that every day, but yeah, we know I've, a few people. That I've got do, a family member like, that you you never see them when they're not <laughs> drinking. They're always drinking. Right. I I don't mind. Again, I partake as well, and like that's the whole thing. But like, there's nothing better than a cold fucking beer after you mow the lawn. That's fantastic. But. I don't I mean, need to have it every single day. Depending but. on how big the lawn, you could take it with you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, they got cup holders um, on mowers for a reason. They do. They most else, certainly so. do. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not condoning it, but no. numerous times when I worked on the ranch, I, I mowed, I mowed a few, like 200 acre ranch, something like that, and probably like 20 plus acres was all grass that needed to be cut. The rest of it's pastures, different stuff. And I'm like, 
Holy shit, it's like 90 degrees out today. Colorado is a completely different heat, by the way, too. It's it's a, it's like a dry heat. It's like you're sitting in a damn oven rather than Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got family in Texas, and they talk about that dry heat. Well, guess what? It's still fucking hot. It, it most certainly <laughs> yeah. is. It, it's, it's the sun just baking down on you. Plus, you're sitting at like six, 7,000 foot, whatnot, in Colorado. And you got me sitting on like a lawnmower with like a, a cooler in between my legs. Just sitting on the tractor, dragging the brush hog, cracking a beer <laughs> the whole time, like joint in my pocket, get done with the beer, and I'm just smoking a joint because it took me like three hours to mow the damn grass. Sometimes, <sighs> what a good time though! <laughs> what a good. I don't. I didn't work there for too long, although it was, it was a really good time working there. They're they're doing a lot of big things now. The last time I had stopped by and checked them out, they got they're like a they're like a boarding facility now and they have uh horses, cows, goats, and alpaca from this the place right next door to where they they live continued to jump the fence and would like come over onto the ranch property. And as I'm I'm talking to the ranch owner's wife and she's like, "Yeah, you see that alpaca down there? I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's the one that continued to jump when you lived here. She's like, we just went over there and was like, obviously he likes staying here more than he likes your place. So we'll pay you for him. They were like, yeah, okay. And just threw him some cash. And then now we have an alpaca. (laughs) (laughs) Man, like what a, what a crazy time. Like this is holy shit. I should have still worked there. That was you guys got more animals now. <laughs> I, I preferred animals more than I preferred people. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of people are that way. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. So what took you to uh, Colorado after the military? It was the military. Were you stationed there? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes I, sense. I, I We skipped over Georgia. It's okay. He did cla- what'd you, Fort Fort Benning. Fort Benning. Yeah, I went to I went to basic training yeah. on Fort Benning, uh, which they, <clears throat> they call it OSET, one station unit training. Uh, so I, I didn't have to go from my uh, basic training to an AIT because it's all being infantry. You're, you're basically just trained just like that. You're a grunt. Yeah. Everybody's trained as a grunt and then they go learn their job. So infantry is, do you get more of like the training? They, they, yes and no. You really just do more road marches okay. and you go out and sleep in a field and dig your, own little hole to sleep in your foxhole whatever you want to call it and you you do like um just different training stuff like uh like you learn stuff called battle plan one alpha and it's basically react to contact and what you what you're supposed to do you're screaming out to so you have they teach you how to move shoot communicate and kill is what they say uh, so like you're moving, this is your movements. You're either walking in a file, you're walking in a wedge, you're walking, you know, staggered column, different stuff. Uh, you're communicating. So like if somebody's shooting you from the left, you contact nine o'clock, you know, something like that. And you're, you're basically just communicating with the rest of your platoon or your, your, uh, team, whoever you're with, you're letting them know where the contact's coming from. Um, shooting obviously it's yeah. essential in 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 the infantry you have to know a little how to importance shoot. yeah yeah a <laughs> smidge uh and then the kill parts obviously you know that's just the the name for it right you're just killing things uh but yeah they basically you know go shoot at this go shoot at that a lot of the times in basic training you're you're pop 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 you're just making noises and and it's absolutely it, for me it didn't do a 
a fucking thing because like to shoot at targets is one thing. It's not shooting back at you. Yeah. Like, the best training that I had was when I was deployed because there was actually people that were shooting you. You get this adrenaline rush as you're going through firefights that like I've never I've never had an adrenaline rush. Like I've never even been the bottle in, rocket fights at Josh. No, bottle rockets are are <laughs> way less like, lethal. Yeah, you you see that shit coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> All you hear is like snaps and pops, and you're like, "Well, shit, I think something." Like if you if you hear a crack while you're yeah, and, that's the bullet and, flying by it because yeah, it's breaking the sound barrier. Absolutely, like and and it's like this adrenaline. Like I said, I I cannot. I have not had the same adrenaline rush that I had while I was deployed. And I don't think I will ever catch that same adrenaline rush, no matter how many pre-workouts I take, no many, how many burpees I do, nothing. Like I just cannot put my mindset back into there. Now I've probably a good thing. I, I think so too. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know. I n- never really had like a, an adrenaline rush like that before. He, he's always tried to get me to like fight people. And I've always had this, <laughs> mindset like i i like the non-violent lifestyle i like i like to mess for like drinking to, and Corey's around he had it coming to him <laughs> uh, I, i'm a i'm a firm believer of you know stand up for yourself i'm a firm believer of uh you know defend yourself if it comes down to it but somebody talking shit to me i laugh at them the majority of the time because like words don't hurt yeah it's their opinion who cares yeah absolutely uh so like what i would fight is if somebody's like coming after me and i feel that my life or somebody around me's life is being threatened now in an instance like this there's no rules man like you're i'm not about to go toe-to-toe with somebody i'm gonna kick somebody in the nuts i'm gonna slap them in the ears i'm gonna punch them in the throat and i'm gonna bite their fucking mouth like i don't care it's it's a street fight everywhere you go this isn't a competition. I don't like seeing red. I don't want to be the person that's caught red-handed standing over somebody's limp body because I just beat the shit out of them and they're unconscious or they're dead. I don't want to face manslaughter charges. I don't want to face any of this stuff. So I have absolutely no reason to get into a pissing contest or try to fight anybody Yeah. unless I feel that I'm, I'm being threatened. It was really wild that I joined the infantry because I've had this mind style my whole life. Like, I don't, I just am not not a i don't like being violent um but yeah so they they teach you different stuff uh, i get out of basic training i come back here i want to i want to go eat my recruiter's face because he lied to bitch you. lied to me yeah told me i was you know i was gonna come in as an e3 i came in as a, they were like uh when we first get there they're like oh your yeah, bible this that and the other what do you did you have any discrepancies uh yes drill sergeant i believe i'm supposed to be an e3 and they're like not by our watch <laughs> yeah, private i'm like oh shit I'm like, so your fucking drills your recruiter lied to you so i'm like fuck man everybody says that yeah like, that's pretty yeah. common they're, car salesmen. Yeah. they're, 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 they're just, allowed they're to that's the problem quotas. they yeah. shouldn't be allowed to this is ridiculous again follow you'll, the money whatever else they're bringing you'll love it you'll, you'll love it you'll do you know you're gonna explore the world you're gonna check out so many different places oh and the girls in different states Psh, if that's your thing go after it man oh by the way if you're gay don't say a thing and they're not gonna ask you now and this is this is like basically how the recruiter sold it to me so i'm like Okay, man. Like, what Why is my, even come what does my sexual preference yeah, what the matter hell at all? Is it? Oh, well, because if you are gay, there's a chance that you could have AIDS, and the person next to you may not 
want your blood or may not want to be around you. And I'm like, again, the fuck does it matter? For being like, shot at somebody. Yeah, like, you know, what does it matter? My That's going through preference. their mind when there's bullets whizzing by their face, for sure. No, it's politicians. Yeah. It, very true. Now, is my understanding, it's it's accepted. It's it's still, it's not like don't ask, don't tell is what it was when I was in. It's more or less like they don't care what you do. But I don't think that you're really supposed to just be like, this is me. I, I, I think if you, like come out as gay while you're in i don't think that they they really look down on it as they did uh but it's just not something that they're really allowed to like ask you yeah but then again i i haven't been in since 2000 again it should so. be something that it's my own personal business yeah. nobody should care i shouldn't talk about yeah, it but for some reason it's all in our public schools it's all online it's in the news it's everything else about your sexual preference and orientation this and that and like I don't care who you sleep with. You shouldn't yeah. care who I sleep with. Like, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm I, not hurting you. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. The hell, what the hell? I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, yeah. it's, it makes no sense to me, but it gets everybody political brownie points. Yep. Are you scrolling through Instagram? Or Rob, Rob Smith, the, the first openly gay black conservative or whatever he calls himself from Akron, Ohio, he's got a book called Always a Soldier, and he talks about all that, like. I listened to it on Audible. I couldn't remember the name of it, though. And it was okay. Rob Smith's book. I was trying to find that. but like, Here, I thought you were just ignoring us. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> I would never do that with the two bald-bearded fellers Be going on bastards. here. No, yeah. he, he talks about that, though, because he talks about all the shit that he heard and the things that people think you're in the military and that, like, all the gay jokes and the things that he heard thrown at him or whatnot, like, people didn't realize he was gay at that point. And then they were like, oh, all that shit that I said, and, like, I know now. And they're like, oh, whoops. And he's fine with it because they're friends. And he has, he's like, good, we're good, we're fine. Like again, like, it should be a non-issue. Yeah. Like, doesn't mean a fucking. I don't care thing. who yeah. you're sleeping <clears throat> with. I don't care. Like, yep. all I care about is the content of your character. Yep, yep. that's Very it. True. So. That's it. Very true. That keeps coming up a lot. Yeah, shocker, right? <laughs> anyway, keep going, sir. Sorry. Uh, got out of basic training, came back, wanted to eat my recruiter's face, couldn't find him because he was eating Chipotle or something. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I find out he also lied to me because I was supposed to have what they call hometown recruiting. And this is where, like, you get out of basic training, you get to come home for two weeks, you get to, like, basically hang out with your recruiters, go to your homes, go to your school, wherever, and, like, try to get more people. And then if you get people and they, you know, you're a reference kind yeah. of thing, I'm pretty sure you get, like, you know, referral bonus, whatever. Uh, so I get there and I'm like, hey, you know, this, that, and the other. And they were like, no, man, you, I was like, but he told me that I had hometown. No, no, you don't have hometown recruiting. You need... You need to be in Colorado in like three days. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> purchase a ticket. Realize I purchased a ticket for the month past. I think I, I it's like April something. I got out of basic training, got here, and I was supposed to have a plane ticket for like, we'll call it April 26, something like that. I purchased a ticket for May 26 to go to Colorado. So like, I'm. I'm blown. I'm like, hey, I need I need to swap tickets to that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, shh, military. You know, thank you so much. So they they get me out to Colorado. I was planning on like getting a vehicle here in Ohio, driving to Colorado, so I could take you know my clothes, my personal belongings, all the shit. It didn't happen that way. That and while I was in basic training, a flood hit and all my clothes were ruined in a in a storage container. Apparently, well, shit. Which I I saw my sister in law wearing one of my shirts that supposedly got ruined. Oh well, isn't that handy? 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it it uh it was it was fun. I got to Colorado though, uh spring of two thousand nine. Um I get there and they're like, Hey, your infantry and I'm like, Yeah, and so, all right, well there's there's like four units on Fort Carson. Three of them are mechanized. Mechanized is like you're riding around in tanks or you're riding around in machines, you know, whatever mechanical, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then you have light infantry, which it's not light at all. You're carrying yeah. your yeah, weight. You walk around in your boots. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah, you're you're not the heavy mag. You're not you know, you're not riding around in the big guys. You're walking around with all of your weight on your back, as well as you know, an extra hundred pounds from your kit and your weapon, which and is so the... good for your knees and ankles and hips. Yeah, yeah, flat so feet, good. flat feet that I have now, and bad knees and and ankles did not. They are not military related oh of course not because they, they couldn't possibly be responsible for your previous injuries yeah yeah uh so I, I get out to colorado and they're like oh by the way you're in the light infantry unit fourth brigade and i'm like oh cool whatever that means because i'm i'm still fresh out of basic training I, I i only know what i'm told basically and I, I believe everything that i'm told oh everything you learn in basic training forget it now we have different standard operating procedures Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, that means you get three weeks of training and then you're going to be in Afghanistan. I'm like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to, like, know what I'm doing? Oh, by the way, four day weekends, you're not 21, don't get drunk. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll do my best. I'm like going, paying for hotels to get off post because I'm not 21. I can't drink while I'm on post, quote unquote. Which yeah, I, and they're, they're telling you not to as they're giving yeah. you the little quotey fingers and yeah. winking their eyes at yeah. you. Like, don't, oh, yeah, don't drink. It's horrible for you. Yeah, the calling, me, calling me back in to to just get fucked with by, like, the, the sergeants that are in charge of me and stuff and, like, doing piss tests. Like, one of the one of the NCOs that I had was, I'm, like, taking a piss test. And he's like, that's all you're working with? How the fuck are you infantry? And he's, like, looking at my dick. I'm like... <laughs> What does that have to do with like <laughs> whether I'm going to be good at my job or not, man? Like it was, it was really it was a really strange time. I get to my unit and uh and and like the guy that's supposed to be my platoon sergeant who ended up not being my platoon sergeant, he's like he tells me to take off my jacket, so I take off my jacket and I'm standing in like a tan shirt like I have on now. And as I'm as I'm standing there, he's like checking me like, "Oh, you ever seen anybody check a racehorse?" Just like uh, no, walking around, like touching, feeling legs, feeling like the racehorse's muscles and stuff. Oh, this is a good horse. This guy's like walking around. He's like grabbing my arms. He's grabs my ass. He's grabbing my legs. He's like, you're a big dude. He's like, We're going to call you guns. I'm like, okay. He's like, sir, is this sexual harassment? Because it yeah. kind of feels like it right o- now. Open door policy. Open door policy. Like, and like the NCOs, like the higher ups are all standing there watching him do this, and they're just laughing. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> oh, what a good time! What a good time! I'm like, holy fuck, man! Like, I, I don't know what to think about this. I'm like, but I'm, I'm not paid to think. I'm paid to do. So I just, I'm just gonna stand here and take it. And so, all right, I'm guns. I walk in. They're like, this is your platoon now, guns. And everyone's like, oh, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> and they just like dog pile on me, start kicking the shit out of me. And this is initiation to get into the platoon. I'm, I'm like trying to fight. I'm not trying to like swing on anybody, but they have it's called ground fighting techniques, GFT. And it's basically wrestling, and like I'm, I'm wrestling with like 
quarter of my platoon and I'm like throwing people away, rah, trying to get another one. Somebody runs up behind me, rear neck chokes me. Damn near about to pass out. They're like, tap out, tap out. I'm like, the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm fresh here. Uh, I deploy after three weeks. I get to Afghanistan. I do 13 months out there. That Where were you at in Afghanistan? Kandahar. Okay. Uh, next to like the Argandot River. And what I'm told is uh, where we were at was like the birthplace of the Taliban. And people that had deployed numerous times on my platoon sergeant had been to Iraq, had been to Somalia, Ramadi, different places. Uh, he had continued to say, and he says it to this day, that like he's like, dude, that was the worst deployment I have ever been on. And some of us, that was our only deployment that we went on. I'm like, this was your worst, man? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm lost. Like, I don't, I have nothing else to compare yeah. it to. But like, uh, before I got there too, they were like, Iraq is all IEDs, you know, homemade bombs, basically. Uh, and uh, and then so, uh, Afghanistan's all small arms fire. They they just shoot they just shoot guns at you RPGs they shoot they shoot guns you know little rounds seven six two five five six rounds this and I'm like okay all right whatever and I get out there and as soon as we get out to Afghanistan they're like Afghanistan is all IEDs there is no small arms you probably will not see anybody shooting at you and you'll just be walking and then you won't be yeah just wait to get blown up and it it happened uh, people left on the right getting blown up watched. Watched one dude completely disintegrate, his boots hanging in a tree. The Our sister company that's like on patrol right next to us is like, oh, we found your teammate's face. Like, not his head, not his face. Like, it's okay to cry, man. It's okay to cry. Like, I'm fucking scared, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, this... what, what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to feel? Oh, just suck it up. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. Pussy. Like, well, the, the real issue is like, you've got no time to really deal with it there because you've got a job to do. Yeah. And, and get, granted, you, you could get blown up the next day or shot at or who knows. Right. But I think that's one of the big reasons why we're seeing such this huge, huge, um, like onset of like a PTS, like post-traumatic stress. For a lot of these military people, like you, like yourself, because again, nobody's shooting at you. you. There's there's no enemy to fight. You don't even see them. Yeah. Right. You're just like walking around and like waiting to get blown up. So it's like there, there's just all this anticipation. You don't know what's going to happen. It's like I think it was so different, like in World War II, because again, people are shooting at you. Like I can see them. I can shoot back. Like I've got some say in this as well. Instead of just, well, am I going to get blown up today or not? Like I guess it's not to me. We'll find out. Like yeah. It's just it's crazy. Yeah the 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 first the first guy that passed away from our company he died from IED. The last guy or not company I should say from my platoon. Uh, the last guy that died from platoon he went the same way, but he had lost like majority of his legs. They tourniqueted his legs. They got him on life. Uh, they got him like a medic uh, evac out of there, and like he had just lost so much blood on the way there. He had he had passed. Uh, but like medic that we had, like this guy's, he had skin graft done. He he was like right next to it when it blew up. Another guy took like a piece of shrapnel that hit his shoulder, and it was the fucking piece of this dude's boot, man. Like, like, oh, 
we weren't even supposed to go walking out that day. We weren't even supposed to go on a patrol, but it was like the higher ups decision was like, go out there, go, go to the house one more time, go check it out. Like why? Yeah. We we're not even <laughs> but you're supposed not allowed to, to ask go. That, yeah. Though, when you're in the and that got told me too. Like, uh, Don't you ask. know, I, I had like a, um, a hemorrhoid that popped and I was having blood come out on toilet paper, whatnot while I'm using the restroom and I'm, not not going to say anything to my leadership about this because you know it's my fucking problem and we're we're doing like power cleans out at the gym whatnot and like i'm having real real bad like cramps in my stomach i'm like what the fuck is going on and i end up going to get checked and they're like well how long the doc the medic said that you you had a, a hemorrhoid that popped and i'm like well yeah he's like why didn't you fucking tell me about this? I'm like, why didn't they? You're not paid to fucking think, Bible. You're paid to do. You should just tell me this stuff. I'm like, okay. Last time I heard that that phrase, somebody started shooting at us. I just started fucking shooting back. Now, we had, we had our SOPs from then were you could not shoot unless you had positive identification. You could see somebody with a gun. If they're not pointing it at you shooting, you cannot pull your trigger. I heard a couple rounds hit the the like a uh, tower that I was standing in doing. T- I just started fucking lighting up the area that I thought it was coming. You <laughs> get a machine gun in the tower. I'm just like laying down hundreds and hundreds of rounds. The barrels like cherry red. <laughs> they're like they're like dumping what's called a uh, I can't think what it's called um. CO- some sort of a coolant on the barrel something. to cool yeah, the basically barrel down. like yeah. oil and water. They're dumping it on there trying to cool the barrel down. Don't do that. It's going to warp the barrel. I'm just like, I've got, got a guy that's standing next to me that's like grabbing the rounds and like hooking up another hundred round belt, another hundred round belt. I'm just, I'm fucking anything up that I'm seeing over there. I've seen people like running away and stuff. I'm like, I'm like I don't give two fucks, man. Like. You tried to take my life. I'm going to try to take. Yeah, yours. but it's like you get this crazy shit from politicians or these higher ups who aren't taking contact and saying, "Oh no, no, no! You can't shoot back at anybody unless like one of your guys gets hit, yeah. or if you have positive ID, and then all these other kind of stupid things." Like the, the Taliban's not fucking stupid. Yeah, like all these kind of rules like you hear about where these guys are saying that they would engage with somebody and if they put down their weapons, then you couldn't shoot back. Yeah. Yeah. And so they would just like drop their weapons and just move on. So now they look like a civilian, so you can't take them out. And it's like, the fuck are we doing? And not are we only here that, to win a war? What the fuck are we going on? Not only that, on? Vietnam, World War One, World War Two, the enemies wore uniforms. The same as the militaries wearing uniforms. Out in Afghanistan, you didn't see uniforms. You saw farmers. You saw people walking around in what we called man dresses, which was like a long shirt, their pants, their sandals, whatever they have. Yeah, their, looking like civilians. Yep. Yeah. And they they walk behind a building, they start shooting at you from this side of the building, you start shooting back, and then the same person's walking on this side, but you don't actually see them because they're just kind of like peering around the corner. They take a couple pop shots and then they go. And it's it's either to draw your attention that way so they can do something over here, or it's just them trying to get lucky. So like I'm I'm shooting I'm just blasting at the area that I thought somebody I see somebody running over that way hey it could have been this asshole <laughs> I start shooting and a platoon sergeant walks up to me Bible what the fuck are you thinking I said, I'm not paid to think sergeant I'm paid to do and he just kind of like steps back he's like, like oh shit he fucking used my words against me <laughs> and like and and like he he ends up like after after that firefight dies down and and we all kind of get calm adrenaline comes he comes up and slaps me on the back he's like. 
I really like how you used my words, Bible. <laughs> He's like, you were right, although you know we weren't supposed to do that. And I'm like, man, we got less than 30 days left here in this country. Somebody's trying to fucking kill me. I'm going to fuck them. Yeah, I'm, their I'm, not, I'm not going to sit back and let it happen, man. Like, I, I got a buddy who is a Army Ranger, and he, he was a pre-9-11. And he was doing a peacekeeping mission. I say that very loosely. Uh, I forget what country he was in. It was somewhere over in Europe. And he said that they were getting firefights every single day on, the, on this peacekeeping mission. They go out on a patrol or doing whatever. And he was and he was talking about how like their SOPs, their standing operating procedures, like from their uppity ups, were that they were not allowed to engage the enemy. Because, again, they were there on a peacekeeping mission. They weren't there, like, in country and force, all that kind of stuff. And they said, you were not allowed to engage the enemy unless you guys take a casualty. Yeah. Unless someone, like, in your team gets hit. Not killed, but hit, wounded, whatever. And you cannot shoot back. So now you still have to take that yeah. chance of well, them guess possibly what? dying. Well, guess what? That lasted a fucking day. And then one of the guys got hit. And they're like, fuck this. <laughs> Anybody who shoots at us, like, we're going to fuck your world up. Yeah. And I was like, that's how it should be. Like, that, that's what we're there for. Like, I don't understand the idea. Like, granted, all of them could have gotten a shit ton of trouble. I'm not sure if that command or whatever came from, like, their, like, platoon sergeant or whoever. Who knows? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But they were like, this is fucking stupid. Like, this, this asshole's shooting at me. Like, I'm going to shoot back. Yeah. Like, like, this is ridiculous. Like, what are we doing here? It was just like standing around taking punches in the face. Well, yeah, that's cool, man. Oh, yeah, that's cool, but, man. But you got that's these cool. people making this decision from an office who are nice and safe and sound and don't give a shit about you out in the field. I'm sorry. Yeah, they don't. You know this. Yeah. You are just a number to them. They don't give two fucks about you. Yeah. The South Park that talked about the meat shields or whatever. Or that, <laughs> Bigger, longer, the, and uncut. Yeah, the, yeah. the movie made Operation, that. get behind yeah. the darkies. Get behind the <laughs> The movie South Park made way, what was that, 11 years ago or longer? No, or? dude, that was 90s or like early 2000s. It was Operation Meat Shield and they had all the black dudes in the front. It was the whole South Park That's joke. That's a little racist. <laughs> South it, Park. It was. South it was. Park doesn't well, give a shit. Yeah, South, South Park, Park doesn't care. It, but it was Bigger, longer, and uncut. It was, it was called Operation Get Behind the yeah, like that was their whole joke that they made back then. But when you guys were sitting there talking about that stuff, though, not to get into that, like I, I got it made me think about how politics involves our life so much because, like, look at how you're saying, like, fuck that, we're not going to go with the SOPs anymore because this is bullshit. We're not going to listen to this. Look at all the people that, like, you see now, parents bitching about the school boards and all this other stuff or whatever. Where it's like more people are forcefully being involved in politics when they wanted to not care as much because again why do we want to care about politics unless it involves something going on in my life more people are being affected now where they're like fuck that we're not listening to these sops anymore yeah they don't want to deal with the same old standard how it's been for the last 10 or 20 years more people are starting to get involved or pay attention well, it's or like anything else. Like wake you, up or whatever if you want to make a change it, like yeah something's got to change yeah and it's like more of us are getting affected with this shit now, and now more people are getting pissed off and mad about it. And like, it's coming around your neighborhood soon. So like, <laughs> here we are. But yeah, uh, thirteen months in Afghanistan though. Finish finish that up. Get get to uh, Kyrgyzstan, and they're like, hey, if you're 21, you show them your military ID, you can have a beer. And they got these beers called like triple eights or triple sevens or something 
It's a big old Russian beer or some shit. Holy fuck, man. I have never been so drunk. 13, 13, <laughs> From a beer. Mo- 13 months where like the only time I got to drink was on mid-tour. And I was drunk my entire mid-tour between me and <laughs> the buddy that came. He We came back here to Ohio. He was like, I don't want to go visit my family. I think it was more or less uh, he didn't want to see them in case something happened to him. He didn't want them to just like see him shitty. Uh, but he, he came back. He... He hung out with us, uh, surprised my mom at like Applebee's. Everybody's kind of hanging out. We're just getting drunk the entire time we're here. Between the two of us, we probably spent like $10,000. Jesus. In, in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that was just spending money. They both like to party a little bit. <laughs> was that when we did the Papa John's thing at the apartment? Or no? <laughs> probably. I don't, I don't remember. So it, it was like Papa John's closed at like 11 or 12 midnight, whatever. And we were so fucking drunk from the apartment. We sat there playing Left 4 Dead and Xbox and whatever the entire night. He was hungry. <laughs> this is TK, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. TK was so hungry. He calls Papa John's and he goes, I know you guys are about to close in five minutes. I'll give He's you like, I will give you a $100 tip or $50 <laughs> tip, whatever it was, to come out here and deliver these four pizzas or whatever it was. He's like, I'm fucking hungry. We're here on, was it leave? Yeah. yeah. Like, you guys are there. I'm He's here like, on mid tour. I'm fucking hungry. We're all hungry. We need, and then like. They came out. He gave him a tip. That guy was excited. He knew, but he told him, I know you're about ready to close. Please don't spit in our food, whatever else. Like, he's like, I'm giving you this. And it was just like, shit. Like, they're here to have a good time. I mean, that's what we, we had a good time. Like, God. You guys at Wasabi? <clears throat> oh, God. That was after yeah. deployment, too. Yeah. Come come home. We get like a, we get like your post deployment leave. You get, you know, a month to go home, do whatever you want to do after you come back from your deployment. And, Invite him again. Say, hey, man, you want you want to come back and say hi to the family before you go visit troops? Like, fuck yeah! All right, cool. So like, we get drunk, flight over, get picked up by a buddy of ours, or maybe even like Jacob picked us up, and, we, and we're we're going, we're just hanging out, doing whatever, and we go check out Wasabi out in like Fairlawn. Never been to this place before. It's a hibachi grill, and uh, got a friend that I befriended in Colorado. It's a lesbian, uh, a good friend of mine. And, um, so like, she's out here, she's like, oh, my family's from Akron. It's like, oh shit. Like, fuck. Like, this is, this is how I met her. I, I showed her a smiley face I have on my butt. We talked about Ohio and then she was like, I'm from there as well. So like, I'm like, well, fuck you're in Colorado. So it's not just bourbon that brings people together or conversation. It's a smiley face tattoo on your ass. That was the, that was the reason why I got <laughs> That's Herbert. That's all it takes. That's why I got Herbert. Um, but yeah, meet meet up with her. Her family's going out to Wasabi. We're we all meet up. Like you got, I think like Jacob's out there. There's a full table of us. We were a bunch of people. God, there was there was so many people, and there's like family that's on the other side, and you got like Jacob, TK, myself, a couple other people that are all hanging out, and like this dude that was doing the hibachi man, he he had like a one of them old like ketchup bottles. And it's full of sake. Yeah. So he's like spraying it on, getting getting the little fire going on, puts in the onions, and he's as he's like flicking food to everybody, he's like flicking it, chew your food. Ah, if you catch it, he's like spraying it in his face. And like TK and I are just, we're trying to get fucked up. So, do it again, do it again. Ah, and like this dude's, he's not stopping when it's full. Like you got, you got sake that's just dripping down my face, down TK's face. Like trying to drink this in in this point that like we're we're getting hammered for absolutely <laughs> free 
and we're telling we're telling them, oh yeah we just we just got back from afghanistan you know like, oh welcome to america this, guy, <laughs> this guy's just getting us hammered and and like i end up i'm like dude you know i'm walking out staggering because i'm like fuck man like, this is that was just a little too much, you know. I wasn't expecting this. And I'm I'm drinking Sapporos while I'm out there too. Like we're doing sake bombs, like, and they're they're put it right here, sake, and slapping the table and the <laughs> shots falling in. Like it's just him and I, we're just trying to have a good time. We're you know happy that we survived. Yeah, you know we just it's we a made lot it. to celebrate. Yeah. you're here. Yeah, and 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 so this, I I throw this guy a hundred dollar bill and I'm like, thank you so much. And TK's like. You're not the only one fucking tipping. I'm like, no, dude, that's more than enough tip for the entire table. Like, get me on the next time we go somewhere. Like, you, you tip. TK pulls a hundred out of his pocket and gives the guy. Dude, the guy's just sitting there, like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, man. What, Roger or whatever his name is, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, we'll be back. We'll be back. He's like, oh yeah, come back here. <laughs> I just made like I just made triple what I got paid, you know, for the Happy day. Just, oh my be, God. Be alive. Like you it, said, yeah. it was a, it was a good time, but yeah, came back and really just sat on Fort Carson, um, from middle of 2009 or 2010 until 2013 when I got out. Uh, so no more deployments, just kind of sitting on base. Uh, there was one more I was supposed to go on, although there was a fire that kicked off in Colorado called the Waldo Canyon Fire, and they were like, oh, all the rear D guys, the rear detachment that's sitting back waiting for stuff, and this was only going to be like a nine-month deployment for the guys that were out there. Uh, the fire was kicking off, and they were like, hey, you're going to go and dig trenches and help the fire, the wildland firefighters uh take care of this fire so they're giving everybody like their their uh mop gears what it's called and it's like your your chemical gear different stuff face mask you know uh gas mask type stuff you know this is what you're gonna, you need to have this in case you have to go to here's an e-tools your entrenchment tools like a little shovel that packs down to real, be real small they're like that's what you're gonna do you're you're not actually going to be in a fire fight, but you're going to be fighting fire. I'm, like, I'm not a. I'm not a. Oh, I'm not a. I thought you were pausing or something. <laughs> Dick's I'm, dying over here. You <laughs> need some water. I'm a. I'm. I'm not. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get in a firefight, but you're going to fight fires. I'm like, oh shit, man. I'm like, well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. And then they ended up not taking us to to help fight fires or anything. So it's kind of dangerous. Like, I mean, so to take you guys without training is probably a really bad idea. Well, that's that that was. I know it's manpower, and you're off the thing. But if the wind changes, you guys could be all fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with absolutely no training, that's my thought was they were just going to take us out there and yeah. make us dig holes. Sounds like the army. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Uh, not only that, we were so in 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 Colorado. You have you have Fort Carson, which is its own little entity in South in Colorado Springs, and then you have the Air Force Academy, as well as I think it's called Butts Airfield, which is another Air Force base. Uh, the Air Force Academy is basically like um, West Point. It's where all the cadets yeah. go, and it's like a four year college basically, and you come out and you're an officer. Yep. Uh, so. As this fire's going, it's coming like close to um, uh, the Air Force Academy. 
drawing blank. Uh, and as it's, as it's coming there, they're like, hey, we need to evacuate some of these guys. They're like, you guys need to clean up these barracks and get them ready because we're going to house the Air Force on Fort Carson until this thing dies over. They send like a liaison to come check out these barracks that like we spend a week scrubbing the shit out of these things, making sure that they are absolutely pristine, cleaning these things, getting them set up with beds, everything. And this liaison comes in and goes, these aren't suitable for, for my candidates or my cadets. Like this is, this is where half Shut of these up. motherfuckers live, man. Like this and not, is... not to mention these are like crazy circumstances. Yeah. Like, you this, got a, you got a place to stay. You're not going to burn up. Yep. Fucking get over it. This is this is unacceptable for my cadets. We're just going to pay them an extra four hundred dollars a month, or every, like a paycheck, and we're going to put them up at a hotel. <laughs> like, fuck, man, I should have joined the Air Force. <laughs> like, damn, I should have waited those six months. You know, Wait, but your recruiter was so good to you. Oh, I, I mean, know, oh my I goodness. Know. Yeah, it, it just it, I I spent my time there. Uh, I, I met my, I have a a 10 year old son. I met my son's mom when I first came back from Afghanistan. Uh, son was born less than a, fuck man. I I got back May, no, beginning of June, 2010. He was born July, 2011 and spend time with her and him. And then just between training different stuff and not really seeing eye to eye we're going through a divorce uh so i'm i'm like upset about divorce i'm upset about just things that are going on um understandable it's a rough thing to do within within that time uh i i got demoted again i made <laughs> so I, I i got demoted for being caught with weed while i was in afghanistan uh, i got demoted a second time because i i came home uh pff, I don't even know around Christmas time. And this is like right before our grandmother had passed away. And she was like, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, grandma, I'm kind of broke right now. I'd love to come home to visit family though. And I'm like, but I don't, I don't need anything for Christmas. She's like, I'll pay for a plane ticket, round trip ticket to get you out here and to fly you back. I'm like, okay. She buys this ticket. I fly in, fly out while I'm, in ohio mom is like hospitalized for something gallbladder something something (laughs) along the sort uh she's hospitalized and so like i'm I'm calling up my unit i'm like hey uh i'm in ohio uh my mother is in the hospital i'm you know i'm i need a two days extra just to see if she's doing all right she's supposed to be out like in a day and I'll, i'll be home and they were like yeah it shouldn't be a problem Apparently that night, somebody got a DUI in the company and they called 100% formation. I wasn't there because I was in Ohio and they waited until I came back and they were like, oh, you went, you left the 100 mile radius or whatever the hell it was. Didn't you uh, have like approval to go home? No. Oh, okay. No. Which that's what you need. Yeah. You, that becomes the you, issue is you, you, you have to, you have to get permission from another grown ass man to yep. go see your family. Yeah. Because you you. But and, realistically, to be honest, it's not all that different than work. Most people yeah. like you got to get permission to go spend time with your family on vacation and stuff. Yep. So it's like it's a crazy thing to think of, but it really is normal in our life and society 
People don't think of it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this from being in the military, like this is, I, I, I tell everybody, like this is where my work ethic came from, which it probably had it before. But most like, likely, yes, you had it yeah. before. Uh, but yeah, I, I went home. I didn't ask for permission. I didn't get the travel permit. Nothing like that. I'm, I'm home. I end up flying in the next yeah, day. Which is, which is a mistake. I understand it, that. You should have been reprimanded for that, but not lose rank. I was. I was reprimanded. I, and I got what they call a field grade Article 15, which this gives them all the power to take every bit of my rank away, take $1,500 out of my paycheck. That's crazy. I mean, I could see you like pulling double duty or getting some shitty shit. I got extra duty as well. Cleaning the latrines or something. I get that. That makes sense. But come on. Yep. Taking rank and took money. My, took my rank, took my money, and put me on 45 days extra duty, 45 days restriction. I wasn't allowed Who to Who else did post. you piss off, sir? This isn't the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the I, the I acting know. first sergeant was like uh, the platoon sergeant from a different platoon. And like he, I, I don't know. I get it. No, I know. He, uh, which that was his first deployment as well, which really f- fucked my mind up that like, how do you, how are you a platoon sergeant? How have you made it to E7 and you've never deployed before in your fucking life? Like how you can go to school all you want to and talking to guys that were in this, in this guy's platoon, they were like, dude, every firefight, he was hunkered down. He was screaming at all of us while our heads were being poked over the the like wall, shooting back at stuff. He was he he was just like chicken shitted yep. almost. Yep. And I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of crazy that you so have. That's guys... not going to make it into a book that somebody writes. Probably it, it might. Maybe who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't there for it. It's just <laughs> what I was told yeah. by buddies from the platoon. But yeah, uh, so I. I get called into his office and they're like, rah, 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 45 days extra duty. You're losing, you lose all your rank again. I'm like, fuck man. Uh, so like right before I got out though, this is, this is 2012. I'm going through my divorce. I, uh, I get all tanked up cause TK comes back from his second deployment. And this is the one that I didn't get to go on. TK comes back from his second deployment and, uh, pick him up. I'm, I'm living with, a one of his buddies that, was going through his own divorce to like mash together. We have a little bit of money. We can afford an apartment. We can live together. So um, I'm living with him. TK comes back. I'm not much of a like gamer. I don't play video games all that much. Uh, but him and I, the dude that lives there, we called him Ninja. Uh, Ninja goes to sleep because he's having, he's, he got out of the military a couple months before I did something like that. So he was just stoned off his gourd all the time. Um, so TK and I, we, we picked TK up from uh, the welcome home center, bring him over to the apartment and TK and I are getting shitty on some half-assed bloody Mary's <laughs> and got like a gallon of vodka the and like a 32 ounce beer mug that we're just, I'm just sitting there. Click, 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 click. A little bit of bloody, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Yeah, and we're playing like Tekken and, you know, whatever, fighting game. She's like, hey, let's, let's, let's get a rule. If you lose, you got to take a drink. Like, hell yeah, man. This, now I'm going to drink this even faster than what I'm And this dude... He's played video games his whole fucking life, and so it, like, I don't <laughs> oh, he think, baited you in. Oh my god, man! I don't, I don't think he drank, but maybe one of those thirty-two ounce. I've got like, I'm on my third one. Next thing I know, like, it's like 
10, 11 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. I'm like, fuck, man, we've been drinking for the past, like, 15 hours. Like, this is fucked. And uh, I was like, hey, we're, we're out of alcohols. And, hey, Ninja, give us a ride to the liquor store. And there's no shit a liquor store a block away, something like that. Like, And it's, it's a decent decent weather out it's like december-ish time uh maybe i'm not sure uh but i'm like all right you know whatever take ninja give us a ride he's like no i'm not feeling too good here just take the car and kind of like throws the keys i'm like okay oh shit uh we get into this uh 89 cadillac eldorado (laughs) if you know cadillac eldorados this thing's got v8 in it it's not small it's not small it's pretty heavy (laughs) The big old boat and get in this thing and TK the whole way we're walking out to the car. He's like, You want me to drive? You want me to drive? I got a rental car out there. He's like, No, man, they told you the welcome home center that you're not allowed to drive for at least forty eight hours and this, that and the other and you know, I'm gonna show for you around. I'm I'm fucked, man. Like I I'm I, I can say this now. I know I shouldn't have drove. I know I shouldn't have even gotten into a car. We could have just walked. It was a nice day out come up to the stop sign at the apartment complex and me like an asshole i burn the tires and start going around this roundabout and as we're going around the roundabout lose control jump two curbs take out a couple chain link fences into a 15 foot culvert and land on the hood of the car i'm like it it bummer yep uh and i i'm like kind of get out of the car i'm like man like crawl out you know Got like a pack of cigarettes in my pocket or something. Walk over and and TK's in the passenger seat and just kind of laying there. And I like grab a hold of the passenger door and like rip it open. As I'm ripping it open, I feel like a real bad pressure in my arm. Like ah, I open it up. I was like, give me your hand, man. He's like, if I needed a fucking minute, right now is that minute. Just give me a minute. And I'm like, all right, man. So he like climbs out. And I'm I'm like standing down there smoking a cigarette. Like. People were looking into the culvert because all they heard is, yeah, like, exactly. And humans, we want to see what's going on. So I'm, I'm Especially standing. if it's a crash. Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, oh, did you hear that? Dane Cook pops in my mind right now. <laughs> uh, as I'm standing out there smoking a cigarette, cops are like looking into it. He's like, oh, you probably shouldn't be smoking a cigarette. That car's tipped upside down. I'm like, it's all right. I'm an infantryman. I'm, <laughs> I'm not afraid of death. And I'm like, I'm smoking, flick it out, whatever. And they're like, Sir, have you been drinking? I'm like, yes. Although I don't feel drunk anymore, I just I hurt really bad. So they end up getting like <laughs> EMT comes and picks us both up, puts us on gurneys, car- like stretchers, carry us out of this culvert, and uh, get us to the hospital. I got a separated shoulder uh, concussion, and that's about it. He's got like bruised ribs and a concussion uh they get me for not wearing a seat belt they get me for a dwai they get me for not showing proof of insurance which they didn't fucking ask for insurance as they were putting me on a stretcher and taking me out of those the wankers um so i have to show proof of insurance i have to i have to like how can you guys even prove that i'm not that i didn't wear a seat belt like we didn't go through the fucking windows we weren't wearing seatbelts, <laughs> but they were like, all right, the only thing that stuck is a DUI, a DWAI. 
So as as I'm going through a divorce, I got a DWAI, so I'm fighting the legal system, and Army's just like, dude, you're an E3, you've been in for three or like four years now, you're supposed to be promoted, but nobody was like pushing for it because all the people that knew my character weren't around anymore and i was just kind of they put me in a different yeah, you're just kind of stuck in the machine somewhere yeah so they were like all right you know nobody really knew me. i'm a shit bag because i i i had ripped up a couple pictures of my uh of my ex-wife when we were going through the the divorce process uh i had dropped my son off and she long story short i ripped up pictures and uh so they they got me for criminal mischief for under five hundred dollars and it was like ripping a family photo, like her and I ripped up three pictures and they, they got me for criminal mischief. So I'm, I'm fighting the legal system on that one. They bar Did me. Did you pay for those pictures to begin with? I paid for it, everything. It what doesn't, the fuck? It doesn't yeah, matter. I know, right? Isn't that doesn't, stupid? Doesn't yeah. it's, it's, it's like anything else. Extra like if cash. You show me the man, I'll yeah. find you the guilt. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find the problem. Yeah. They, uh, they, because I admit guilt to it, I'm, I'm guilty of you know criminal mischief so i'm going through i'm in the legal system already which the military doesn't like uh they they're it's not they bar me from re-enlistment so i couldn't i couldn't get promoted i couldn't choose another job and sign for another couple years so as i'm going through all that again i get this dui and they were just like dude (laughs) we're taking your rank you're doing 45 days extra duty, which I only had like 30 days left at this time. Uh, and we're going to take your money. Now, that $50,000, this is where the end of this story comes in. The $50,000, I didn't realize until I got back from Afghanistan that I didn't get that $50,000. I got $5,000, and that was my enlistment bonus. 45000 was if I re-enlisted. I was barred from reenlistment. I wasn't allowed to. So as I'm getting out of the army, they put me in 45 days extra duty. I'm expecting to see this like shit paycheck, like $400 or something. Cause they took my money and, uh, and I wake up and I'm like, do I have enough money to go buy a, a monster and a can of chew? And I check my bank account and I'm like, that's a big ass number. I've never fucking seen a number that big before, especially in my own bank account. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, leadership. I need to talk to somebody in finance. And they're like, no, you reenlisted. It was really wild. It says that you reenlisted for 15 days. What? What do you mean? Reenlisted? And they're like, Oh yeah. Did, you're on 45 days extra duty. Right. I'm like, yeah. And like, well, your unit, Instead of just letting you get out April 21st, they extended you like the 15 days. So I didn't get out until like May 13th, something like that. And because they did that, it was seen as a (laughs) re-enlistment. And I got my re-enlistment bonus. Their system working against you. I drank it all away, though. Of course. Ridiculous. That would have been, you know, really nice down payment on a house. I drank it all away. Um, that's pretty common with kids of that age and what the things you've gone through and seen and the fact that you don't know anything about money because they don't teach you those kind of things. No, no, they, they, you know, put it in a will. If you die, it goes to somebody else. Oh yeah. 500,000. Give that to mom. 
It's the whole coming back from a hardship type of thing and then making your shit better or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, could be worse. It's very yeah. common, unfortunately. Yeah. They, uh, they, they let me go. I, I got out with a general under honorable condition discharge. It, from my understanding, it's, it's not an honorable discharge, but it's not a, a, a bad discharge. Yeah. I still get, you know, school if I want to. I still get, you know, different stuff. So I'm like, all right, fuck, man. So I get out. Spent 2013 until 2021 in Colorado, jumping around. Worked on a ranch for a few years. Worked at a bar a few times. Uh, went to school for personal training. Went to school for massage therapy. Uh, Just didn't like those things, or uh, it's it's really hard to get to get like clientele going just yourself and not really enjoying selling yourself on social media is yeah. really, really hard. Yeah, it's kind of how business is done nowadays. It's, yeah. It's all about the social media. Yep, you got to sell yourself online for people to do it. Uh, and and to actually get like a clientele base, and not only that, the few people that I have trained were were pretty cool about it, but it kept coming up with, I'm not losing weight. Like, well, what's your diet like? Oh, well, I drink heavily and I eat snacks. I'm like, okay, there's well, your problem. That's your problem. It's like, well, I'm not going to change those habits. I'm like, I'm then not going to fucking train you're you. You're not going to lose like, weight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go through this training program. Then, like, I'm giving you my all. I'm giving you my attention. Fuck, this is only eight weeks. Like, you, I, you're paying me for eight weeks of training, and you're, you're just, you're not actually going to follow your own like you're just fucking throwing money away and i this guilty conscience of mine i'm like dude i i don't i don't feel right taking your money and you starting off at said weight said you know waistline to being heavier with a bigger waistline because you choose not to fucking eat and now like you choose not to eat healthy and now you're gonna run over here and start telling joe farky blolo that this fucking trainer sucks yeah and now it now word of mouth gets around that i'm a shitty fucking trainer and now i have to fight with other people like no this asshole just didn't want to fucking eat correctly and wanted to eat twinkies and drink five gallons of soda or sweet tea all damn day like and wonder why they're not getting anywhere yeah yeah oh, the scale scale's gonna be your biggest enemy you're you're losing you're losing inches but it says that you're a pound more. You know what's crazy? Muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah, but most people understand that theory of it, but they don't understand the idea that yeah. 90% of it is done in the kitchen. It's Absolutely. not it's not done in the gym. A Absolutely. little bit is, of course. Yeah, you you but, have to burn the calories. Yeah. You have to you have to hit hypertrophy. You have to gain the muscle, but yeah. at the same yeah, time if most you're not of it eating the correct amount the of kitchen. proteins, correct amount of carbs, the correct amount of calories, like people think that you you can go to McDonald's and grab yourself a, a Big Mac. Yeah, you most certainly can. That some bitch is like twelve hundred calories. That's like a fucking day's worth of calories for some people. Like not a gentleman your size. Oh, like, of course not. That, that's a but, snack. But like, but <laughs> even yeah, and and even to to lose weight, like they you know call him a gentleman. What, he is a gentleman, man. Oh. He drinks he drinks bourbon. That's fair. <laughs> uh, to to be like to even lose weight, they basically say like you know take take your weight whatever you are. Multiply it by, you know, 10, you know, so for me, you know, we'll call it 200 pounds, multiply it by 10. All right. Now that's 2000 pounds. Now take that 
cut it in half, and that's the amount of calories that you need to be eating a day if you want to lose weight. If you want to gain weight, add 500 calories to that. If you want to sustain, well then, just eat your Yeah, I've always liked calories. the calorie per pound. Uh, so I like to do like around 13 to 15 calories per pound. But what I like to do instead of like cutting people down, what, I'll, what I like to do with them when I talk to them about uh, nutrition is, okay, what weight do you want to be? Like yeah. I mean, I've got a friend right now, uh, Cody, and he wants to lose some weight. And, and he, I said, okay, hey, what do you weigh now? What do you want to weigh like there? Okay, let's do like a spot that's like halfway in the middle because it's a lot of weight that he wants to lose. Yeah. Like let's pick that and let's do that by calories. Okay, say it's – okay, it's about 3,000 calories. Like – Okay, start tracking your calories and only consume 3,000 calories or less. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't, don't go crazy. Don't do like 1,500 and like starve yourself. It's like, you can still eat a lot of food and be happy and be satiated. You're not going to be hungry all the time or, or whatever. It's like, so there's still a decent amount. It's like, let's just cut out the bullshit, which is adding you over that, obviously, which is why you're heavier than that. Okay, so he started doing that and realized, oh, I can still eat a lot. I still feel good, but I'm losing weight. This is cool. I like this because again, he's cutting out some of the bullshit. Is yeah. what it is. And then it's like, okay, after that, like, okay, we'll cut you down to here. We'll multiply that by you know 13 to 15 or whatever it is because that's a ballpark for most people. And say, okay, well, you should be eating this many. Like, okay, now it's like 2,600 calories. Okay, so let's let's cut down to 2,600 calories. But you're still again eating a lot of food. You're not starving yourself, and you'll slowly lose that weight. I love that that method. The, it, it works out well for a lot of people. The craziest part too is. Is, is going through personal training. I, I cut out alcohol for 13 months. I, I wanted to see what I could do. I hit 165 pounds, which I don't think I've ever been that weight. Like I hit this as an adult. I don't think I've ever been that weight since I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, ridiculous. And I'm, I'm like looking at myself, like got fucking six, eight pack. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> are these my ribs? No, that's your serratus interior. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's like, those are muscles. Man. I've never like, seen that I'm before. Like, Holy shit! I it's always know. been covered in blubber. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like, and, and and I'm seeing myself at this weight, and like, I I gave myself like a sixteen, seventeen hundred calorie daily diet, right? And I was eating, dude. I I stuffed myself on vegetables, and I was still coming in at like a three hundred calorie deficit to the point that I would just be like uh, Oreos. <laughs> Just yeah. to just to give myself those calories because yeah. I'm I could not eat any more. That, that that becomes the issue that like I had like back in weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, is that I would it was eating a lot because I was trying to gain weight, and like there's only so much that you can do clean. Yeah, because like you you're just eating all the time, and eventually you get tired of eating food. And at that point, like liquid is your salvation. Yeah, like smoothies and that kind of stuff. They're super high calorie, and that's that's what you that's know? what protein shakes. And yeah, stuff exactly. Are made for. So like that's a great way to do it. But there'll be so many times I'll be like a thousand calories short. I've eaten all day, and it's like I'm gonna have some fucking ice cream. Yeah, because like I'm not gonna eat like another two huge meals. Yeah, like, it's, it's not gonna happen. Like fuck off. Absolutely. You know, so it's like, I totally get that. You know, that's 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 way back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, that was like two thousand. 16 something like that okay so the the personal training didn't work out so well massage therapy probably a lot of the same kind of things you got to promote yourself so much you got to work on people you probably don't really want to so it's like that's that's a tough way to make it not only that this is i was going through school and my final semester of school was right when lockdowns hit oh shit so they were like okay uh now you have to do your final semester online. I'm like, this is a fucking hands-on yeah. course, and I'm supposed to be massaging three people a through, week. Through the internet. Yeah, through the internet. I'm <laughs> like, I can fucking massage my dog. 
<laughs> like, oh yeah, some people do dog massages, and you know, I'm like, yeah, because that's really great. Now your client is not bitching that he hurts even more. Yeah, sorry, ma'am. Uh, your dog has arthritis, and just like rubbing the dog, that like that seems like a snake oil salesman to me. I don't know. Yeah, and guilty conscience again. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I can't. I I don't want to do. This. Oh well, you you really don't even need to have a license to massage in Colorado. It's a complaint based state. To where you can go massage somebody, and unless somebody calls and complains about you, then the state will actually look into it. And if you don't have a license, then you can be barred from having a license or going to school to yeah. get a license. I'm like, what? I don't even. Why the fuck did I even spend money to go to school then? Yeah. Oh, well, do do it online. I'm like, no, man, I'm not. I'm not doing this shit online. And then COVID lockdowns bullshit happen, and like. I just went to work, man. I just, I worked my ass off like 10, 15 hour days, some days just doing what I did in the marijuana industry out in Colorado, just continuing to, to make the medicine that I was making. Bought another dog on leap day last yeah, year. Out there making people's lives better. Yeah. Somebody's life. Yeah. Most certainly. <laughs> from what I'm told, they liked what I was making. So. Good. So and the company did too because they they got a lot of money from it. Good, good. So we'll we'll brought you back to Ohio after all that craziness. Uh, multiple things. Uh, it's been like twelve years since I've lived here. As I said, I left in two thousand eight, um, or like two thousand nine. I, I dipped out finally. I came back here a couple years ago and like hung out, but I really I love my mom. It I love my right stepdad. Time. Yeah, just it's really hard to <clears throat> live in the same room that I grew up in. When I'm like a 25 year old man, yeah, and like it's tough, and it was it was small when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. It feels even smaller now. <laughs> like, I feel like a prison cell. Yeah, I'm like, how in the fuck did I even keep a full size bed in this room? Like in an entertainment stand. Like I, I think about, it, I literally had like maybe this much room in between my entertainment like, stand like and my maybe bed, maybe two feet. Yeah, yeah, if that, and there wasn't room to store. I shuffle it. sideways, pretty, get to bed. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I'm like, and I. So I was like, all right, you know what, man? Like, fuck this. I'm, I I left. So I, I dipped out. I came back here, though. But it's been 12 years since I've been around family. Like I said, I, I was, I was. some people call it medicating. I was smoking a lot of pot, and it was giving me uh, anxiety attacks. It was giving me, like, panic attacks as well. Because you were smoking too much, maybe? or I'm, I'm unsure as to what it actually was. Okay. Because uh, I've always been the type of person, like, indica, sativas, hybrids, like, none of them. And this is like the indica, they call it indica couch. And that's the one that, you know, you're going to be more Keeps mellow. It's going to be a body high or like a the mind high, I think. No, the body high is indicas. It keeps you in the couch. And then sativas are going to be your mind high where you don't necessarily feel down. Like you you just feel really good. And this is like the artistic stuff or okay. hybrids are going to be like a little bit of both, which pretty much every type of weed is essentially a hybrid. Makes sense. It just yeah. kind of goes more one or the other. Yeah. Obviously it affects different people differently. Yeah. And I've I've never I've had like one or two times in my life that I've smoked and I got paranoid and I've always told myself like if I if I smoked and I I I hate the paranoia feeling. I hate I just cannot stand it. So I said like if I if it ever affected me more than just like, you know, a time or two, then I I was going to stop for a little bit and like 
I think I think it's probably good though to kind of clear out your system a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of readdress it later in a healthier manner. Yeah, and they they call it a, a tolerance break. Some people will call okay. it a tolerance break. So yeah, it's be like you know you don't drink for yeah. a while. Same with alcohol or anything yeah. or caffeine, yeah. sugar, yeah, or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of give my mind a, a break. Uh, so I figure coming back here, it's not a legal state, so it's not as easy to get it. Although I could get my medical card if I wanted to. Um, families here, like everybody, but my son and my father are here in Ohio, Northeastern Ohio. So like, I, you know, I, I enjoy being, lots of things drawing you back. Yeah. But there's not, a lot of stuff about family and friends or whatever. True. So uh, to have some sort of support system, yeah, uh, cause about. it's, it's really hard to, and I talked to a few lawyers in Colorado. It's really hard to even try to get a judge to be like, yeah, I think it'd be great for you to be able to have visitation with your father talking about my son. Uh, I think it would be great for you to have visitation with your kid um, when I work, you know, seven days a week, damn near, and I'm the only person at the house with dogs. Like, yeah. So they kind of suggested, you know, being around a support system, a family. Not only that, I have a girlfriend that lives out here, and she's she's a one she's she's a pretty cool person plus is, is hard she, to, she helped draw him back for sure she did but, but again like you you kind of need that especially yeah. like in the court because like they're gonna look at you and be like you're gonna be working he's gonna be there there at the house by himself like yeah. that's ridiculous but now it's like you got the family atmosphere you got your like your mom you got jake and angela close so it's like you got, you got the whole family support system now so now it's like it would make more sense yeah to get some more of that visitation which, yeah. which is good that's and that's that's the ultimate goal is to to get him back. Plus, like I said, I mean, to to even call it like the most minimal part is that it's been twelve years since I've been here. I never thought that I would I would come back to Ohio or even like miss it that much. Hey, I know a lot of people shit on it, but I I love Ohio. Like, there's a change of seasons. Like, summers aren't too hot, winters aren't too cold. You know, it's like we got fresh water, we got change of scenery. Like it's 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 green and there's lots of metro parks to walk. I just, I, just, I I enjoy it. I love it. Cause I yeah. got family moved down to Texas. Like move down to Texas. I'm like I ain't being hot. <laughs> no. You know how like, hard it is I'm to be this big I'm, in hot space. I'm down, I'm down there in the spring. It's eight o'clock in the morning. It's ninety degrees. I'm already sweating. I'm like this is bullshit. <laughs> this is crazy. It's not even it's not even hot yet. Yeah. Like oh, fuck. So no. I just I like Ohio. So I know some people shit on it, but I, I, I enjoy it. I did for the longest time. People talking about it. like yeah. It's, if it wasn't for family, like they're no reason i'd ever go back to ohio and like yeah it's it's a nice vacation state it's really cool uh i was probably being just a stubborn asshole uh because as i was going through the divorce that doesn't run my, in the bible family son, at all yeah, never <laughs> no. never there's nothing to no. do with a stubborn bible ever no uh but yeah going going through my divorce my my son's mom had made a comment like will you just go back to ohio so i can move back to colorado and i'm like this is my state now <laughs> Kimosabi, like <laughs> you want to come up here you come up here but i'm living here and this is my state and she ended up staying in new mexico so I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn that didn't work at all you also talked about how you've been all the things like you said in your story just here where you've done all this shit with the traveling and all the fun and whatever else and overseas and whatever but like you wanted to be happy as well yeah yeah you've been broke you've been whatever even like all this shit you want to be I, happy. i most certainly have like i i feel that in in life i've been a, a broke man a rich man i've been you know sad numerous amounts of times and I just figure you know it's about time to stop being stubborn and try to seek some happiness and, and as as much as these goons 
piss me off sometimes i really enjoy being around them and I, I i love my family to death i love like i really do miss Ohio. i wouldn't tattoo ohio on the back of my legs if i didn't actually enjoy being <laughs> being in the state uh and yeah it's it's a different you'd say like change the scene it's a it's a different type of green as well not not like a marijuana joke green pun intended like, that was pretty good it is <laughs> but colorado like you really have to search for autumn colors like you have to yeah. drive up to the mountains i've got to, i to literally see. have family coming up like in a couple of weeks just so they can see the the changing of the leaves like yeah. my, my daughter flew up from texas last year to do her senior pictures from high school in the fall leaves like like it was it was it's a big thing because they don't have that down there in texas yeah you know like everything there down there is like it's brown with some little spots of green here and there <laughs> like that's it you know it's not like it is here with like the the grass fields and the tall trees and the metro parks and the hiking trails it's not like that down there it's it's very open it's it's brushy but it's it's mostly brown yeah yeah, that's Colorado as well. Yeah. Plus you you have you have, you know, 14,000 foot mountains you can walk around on. Yeah, which is cool. The people the people in Colorado, it's a completely different atmosphere like the, I know I like mountain biking's crazy out there, skiing's oh, yeah. crazy out there. There's a lot of that kind of cool like outdoorsy kind of stuff whereas mm-hmm. we have those things here, but they're on a much smaller scale. Yeah. You got you got a, a hill to go skiing yeah. down rather than you're like, you're a like, mountain. Yeah, thirty <laughs> seconds later, hey, I'm at the bottom. Let's ride back to the top. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's different out in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it was it was really nice to explore and like I hiked a few with the fourteen thousand foot mountains and and I call those what fourteeners. They call them fourteeners, and there's yeah. like a hundred plus of them out well, there's there. There's a bunch it's of people ridiculous. who like leave from here, like on the east coast, and go out there to to hike all the fourteeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big destination. Yeah, most certainly is. Uh, to to go up at the top of Pikes Peak, check it out. Go down to Trinidad and look at different places. Go Pike National Forest. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I think that hurts my heart is that people like me, who have never really been able to travel, like I have my daughter young, so it's been time to work and hustle and do those kind of things. So I've never really traveled too much because almost all my vacation time has always been like on her coming home or spending christmas with me or the summers or whatever so that, like, that's where i've spent almost all my vacation time you know so it's like i've not been able to travel and do those kind of things but people from around here they don't understand what a mountain is no like no, I, I've, no. I mean, I've only been out there once i was out in uh oh shit where was i uh utah okay you know? and it's like it was so different it's like it's just it's just different than here i mean it's it's crazy and think think that some people around here have never left ohio they've never seen that it's like you got you gotta go you gotta see those things like uh, I, I want to start doing that more like now and like I'm in this part of my life. It's like, I mean, I want to go see some shit. That's kind of where I, I never saw myself actually leaving Ohio. Like I said, at the beginning of this, uh, I, I, I drove to West Virginia. I drove to Pennsylvania to get fucking energy drinks. Yeah. Like not for absolutely nothing, just to spend money to get out of the state. And I never saw myself going West. And that was like my opportunity that took me 1400 miles away. I've, I've numerous times I've driven the the track of just hitting the highway and dipping from Colorado, come to Ohio, twenty four hour drive straight, go back. Like it's it's been something that's been really nice. I I never I never like visited many other places. I've been to Oregon once, uh, and that was on a whim from the Springs when I was still in in the army. A couple buddies were like. We don't have a driver's license and we don't have a car, but we'll pay for all the drugs and alcohol you want to drink and consume. Sign me up. Yes. If you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you drive to Oregon. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I want to see how far this is. 24 hours. Pff, 
done. Let's go. <laughs> just <laughs> packed up the car, a couple sleeping bags, and just dipped. Like, when, once we get to Oregon, we we have a friend's house that we'll be able to stay at. I'm like fighting with myself. I'm like, should I smoke weed while I'm out here? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm smoking a bowl. Somebody somebody gave me some like uh, Coke. I tried Coke for the first time out there. I tried Molly for the first time ecstasy for the first time and this was all on like a three-day weekend <laughs> and uh and i get back to i'm like racing the clock to get back to uh fort carson because i was still in the army at the time and it was like i think it was like labor day weekend something like that just dipped out i'm like screaming at my the two guys that went up there with me i'm like get in the fucking car we gotta go i'm gonna leave your fucking ass up here guilty conscience again i'm like i can't leave them up here because i took them and now i'm gonna get in trouble if i just leave them here and they're telling them, just leave us just leave us we'll we'll catch a we'll catch a flight back we'll call up our unit or we'll, they're in the same company as me that we'll call up they were different platoon though we'll call up our leadership and tell them that you know we got stuck out here we won't even say anything about you coming yeah with they us. won't and, and I'm, I'm sitting here i'm like no man i can't and like one of the dude is just hammered off his ass which called him Hurricane Cabin because this dude just every time he got drunk he he was either fighting or he was just destroying something <laughs> and uh, and and so we're get in the fucking car Kevin like come on we gotta go and like speeding from Oregon back down to Colorado and the day that I get in and like we pull into Fort Carson at like three in the morning I gotta be in uniform and in front of leadership by like five for first formation. I'm like, there's no fucking point in sleeping, man. I just, I stayed up 24 hours. What's another few hours, you know? And I show up there. And as soon as I show up there, they're like Bible, because you got caught in Afghanistan with weed, we need to put you in, uh, like a drug and alcohol class, a substance abuse class. (laughs) I'm like, okay. They're like, now, just to give you a heads up, you're going to get a pee test when you first go in here. And your first pee test with them is kind of like you're not going to be punished. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm sitting there talking to the therapist. I'm like, oh, have you ever done drugs? I'm like, yeah, I've, I've done Oh, what did you do? I've smoked pot mostly. I've, oh, you done this? Yeah. You done this? Yeah. You done this? Yeah. And, uh, and then they give me the P test and they call me up like four days later and they're like, so you remember how you said that you did this, 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 and this? I'm like, yeah. And like, all that was in your system. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and they're like telling the unit, they're like, yeah, he had cocaine, ecstasy, MDMA, THC, like everything's <laughs> in my system. They're like, what the fuck did you do? And I'm like, had a fun weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't even want to know. <laughs> uh, somebody gave me this gray goose that wasn't gray. It was purple. And then I found out later that somebody stuck like 10 ecstasy pills in there. And that's what turned it purple. And I'm like, who the fuck does this? I'm like, that was cabin. <laughs> like, God, man, ridiculous. But yes. Yeah, uh, those those are my my party days most, which is really weird. Hopefully, they're like, mostly behind you now. All of them are. Yeah, yeah it's, good. it's in the past. Good, good, good. Uh, it's, but like this is really weird. Like growing up, I had only seen 
weed out here. I had only seen marijuana. I never saw anything else. Like you see more like uh, prescription drugs and weed and alcohol. You don't see a lot of the crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it's around. Yeah, and well, you don't really see it a whole. Grew, bunch. grew up with people that say, you know, oh yeah, I've I've done ecstasy. I've done this. Like even family members talking about how they've they've done coke and stuff. And I'm like, the fuck do you even find this shit in Ohio? Like I I thought it was all just opiate pills and pot pot that's, like, mo- that's most of it it's because it's easy to get your hands on yeah the other, stuff's, the other stuff's around you just, you just gotta know a guy who knows a guy yeah that's all. apparently yeah <laughs> and, uh, but like yeah asking asking different questions and stuff and like the first time i ever saw coke was while i was in the army and it was by somebody i was in my unit it was like you ever done coke before i'm like no he's like, come smell this i'm like okay what's it do and he's like just wait i'm like What's it do? Smell a little bit more. I'm like, All right, man. It's not for me. Like it's, it's for some people they enjoy it. I've stood around people that love their coke, and and they're in a tighter circle than people that I've smoked pot with. Like passing a joint around, and like sit at a table, kind of like where we're at, and pass a joint around. But these people are like standing, literally, like face to face damn near touching noses screaming at each other just just having like the greatest time and i'm like you guys insane look like yeah, crazy people yeah, like, yeah. What? <laughs> and and potheads are supposed to be the dumb ones like <laughs> gosh you guys it's, just it's all just stereotypes and oh, crap yeah, most and, certainly is and mispropaganda yeah, mo- most certainly let's, is. let's be honest and uh, not not knocking anybody that likes it it's just like hey, I said, it's do just what you want to do i don't I, care i you know as, I as long as i hurt somebody else like it doesn't bother me now if you're stealing from people to go get your highs then, then now i got a problem yeah absolutely. but if you, if you want to smoke or sniff or do whatever in your own home and not hurt anybody else i don't give a shit absolutely if you start beating into kids now we got problems yeah, so it's like again yeah. yeah, Manage your own, manage your own self. But that's there's no different than with Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, coffee, you know, alcohol, whatever. It's all the same to me. It's bourbon. Like, vices or Bur- vices or vices. Hey, yeah. let's be real honest. I got enough upstairs, <laughs> enough alcohol upstairs to kill all three of us. I was yeah. about to be <laughs> real. <laughs> Tranquilize an elephant. Yeah, yeah let's be real honest. Yeah. Like, I can kill all of us. You know, it's like, but to me, it's just it's a fun. It's a collection. It's it's yeah. interesting to share with people, and I enjoy it. It's nothing wrong with that. But, but again, also good uh, for that fellowship. Though. But I also I also yeah. know my limits, and I don't go crazy. Yep. You know, it's it's just, I'm I'm good. Like it's it's healthy for me, and it doesn't bother me. Yeah, and and, and even even looking at different. Uh, how therapists refer to it as self-medicating with weed. Like I would have never tried to argue the point in high school that I was smoking weed to calm myself down or I was smoking weed to bring me out of a shell. Yeah, it was to go to always, function in society. Yeah. It was always just, you know, I enjoyed getting high in high school, which that's fun and all, but it got to the point where like Colorado, man, like I, I couldn't walk into a fucking store to buy groceries unless I was smoking and like I couldn't wake up. I would wake up. Just couldn't deal with people or Yeah, more more or less. Uh and that may stem from the PTSD as yeah, well. Yeah, it's definitely not healthy. It's, it's uh I I don't enjoy being around a lot of people. I was also finding too uh and this is another reason why I quit was that I dude I I would go to work if I didn't have anything to smoke. I would go to work and next thing I know it's like 18, 22 hours and I haven't eaten a fucking thing. And my stomach's like, I'm like, damn, when's the last time I ate? Oh yeah, I gotta eat. Because I'd have absolutely no appetite whatsoever. 
So like, I actually hear about that a lot with like cancer patients. Yeah. And that's, that's like why smoking they, so they can eat. Yeah, absolutely. And now, now since I haven't smoked, like it's, it's not necessarily like I eat more or I eat less. I just, I know I have to eat. So I just eat something like it's, it's, I basically part of being an adult. Yeah. yeah <laughs> do the things I don't necessarily want to do. Cause I have I, to do I, them. I haven't pooped in two days. I might as well, I might as well eat something <laughs> just to poop. <laughs> just to know that I'm still functioning. Oh, it's funny. All right. I tell you what, we've been rambling on for quite a while here. Let's wrap this bitch up. Cool. Uh, Aaron, this was a blast. I yeah, man. This, this was a lot of fun. We had some great stories in there. A lot of tangents in there. Smiling over there. <laughs> you know, look at that. Yeah. Like, look at that. like Jake's over here and yeah. just enjoying himself. Jumped in it from time to time, but most, I, I'm not as good at the one-liners as Andrew. Most of it was kind of being quiet, but that's so. okay. We, we still love you, anyway. Matt. You are a gentleman. I don't know what I was doing. There. I, I don't know about yeah. that. I'm, <laughs> I'm an asshole most times, but that's all right. Yeah, uh, all right. Enough. Well, Jake, do you have any closing thoughts, sir? No. I again, the power of sitting and talking to people or whatever else. Be good people. That whole nonsense. It's not nonsense, really, but like we're onto something when we say that. And like what you said about coming back here, it's like the fact that friends and family and fellowship just with us all being fucking locked down for whatever and all these people that don't want to go out now and like the social aspect of this is something we all need yeah and what you're doing is awesome with this and like that regardless if it's just three of us or if it's two of us or if it's 10 people or whatever the hell it is yeah i enjoy it so as long as i enjoy it i want to keep doing it people need to talk to people and hang out so yeah, he's, he's, he's been telling me about this for, for a little bit now. Well, Jake's been... a little excited about the podcast, if you haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was, he was telling me, I was like, well, damn, man, he's like, let me know when to fly in. I'd come over here just, I want to fucking talk on I've never been on a podcast before. Like, yeah, everybody gets so nervous when they first come on. Like, oh my God, people are going to be listening. Like, we're just in here bullshit. We're just hanging yeah. out. Like, some people might listen, some people might not. Who knows? I don't know. I, mean, I see the numbers, but I don't know how many of those are actual downloads. Are they actually listening the whole way through? Are they, they actually engaged? I don't know. It's again, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having fun. So it's like, as long as I'm having a good time, like, let's keep doing this thing. Yeah. That's another reason why I wanted to do whiskey night. It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm getting all these whiskeys, but I want to share them with people. I want to have fun. I want to sit around and bullshit and talk and hang out. I guess that's next like, weekend. Yeah. It's like, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. But, uh, Absolutely. so do you have any uh, closing thoughts, sir? I can't really think of anything. I kind of rambled and talked about a bunch of stuff. Fair enough. Well, all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for your service in the military. No problem. I'm glad you didn't get shot or blown up in Afghanistan because uh, uh, from a lot of people I've talked to, it was a shit show over there. So yeah, I'm definitely it, glad, glad you came home in mostly one piece. And then obviously there's a PTS that most people have to deal with um, some, some for it. Well, obviously it's more profound and kind of what you did seeing your friends blown up where you guys had no say in the, in the matter. It's like, I know, like the spec op guys, they do a lot better with it because they were on the offense. They were there dishing out the pain. They weren't there just waiting to get their turn or somebody taking pot shots at me. It's a little different for them. So for you guys on the ground, especially the grunts just walking around, it's tough. I can't imagine what you went through, but I uh, definitely appreciate that. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. This is yeah, fun. This thanks, is a good time. Thanks for having me. Definitely really enjoyed it. We definitely do some more of this. This is a lot of fun. Obviously, we need to talk more about the marijuana now that you're in the marijuana business yeah. out here. We definitely need to get more into that and talk Absolutely. about that because I don't know a lot, but I'm interested. And I'm hoping it becomes legal because I'd like to partake, but yeah. I can't right now because in my job, I'm drug tested randomly. So it's like, do I risk it? I don't know. But like me, I don't sleep well. So like I want to play around with gummies. Because I've heard yeah. that's so good for relaxing and sleep and that kind of stuff. And I would love to do that, but I can't risk losing my job. So it's like, shit, what do I do? I can wait for the damn laws to become relevant in these times and not just archaic. I'm, I'm, I'm but, still, 
I didn't even know. I was I was like delivering shit for the the weed the marijuana job that I had in Colorado. I was delivering products around, and I'm like standing there waiting for somebody to get get their delivery whatnot. I'm sitting here looking at this map of the United States, and it's like you know this the white ones are still illegal, and the green ones with lines are medical, and the dark green ones are legal. Yeah. And I'm staring at it, I'm like, when the fuck did Ohio become medical? Like. How long has Ohio been mentioned? Yeah, like, oh, from like 2016. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, but again, that's just like a political thing to say that somebody voted on it because the the rules and regulations are crazy. You can't get as much as you need. There's it's so well guarded. Like it's just again, my friend of mine's in that industry, and she tells me it's it's nuts. Yeah. Nonetheless, we just need to make it fucking legal and be done with it, and then True. get some competition so prices come down. But you can still get good quality shit where you know you're not hurting yourself with all the chemicals and stuff. That are done with the black market. I would really like to see it be legalized just so everyday people, you want to grow your own couple plants, you don't yes. need to go. Don't get in trouble. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to get in trouble for growing. Like, it's the same as growing a fucking garden out Absolutely. Back. You should be able to grow your own medicine. You want to grow herbs, you want to grow spices, however you want to yeah. call it. I'm all in. That and shrooms. Let's do this thing. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will wrap <laughs> this bitch up again. Thank you, sir. Jake, always a pleasure. Yep. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Are you going to see him? <laughs> well, actually, we don't see it. We just talk yeah. to him. Well, I, I talk to him. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's no <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. It was good to get to know Aaron a little bit more, as obviously I've only met him one other time, and then obviously you guys are meeting him for the first time today, so that's good. Hopefully you guys enjoyed some of that as well, and I think there's definitely more to get into in the future as we kind of just scratch the surface, even though we've been rambling on for quite a long time. But having said that, Jake and I are kind of known to do that. <laughs> and in true Bible fashion, Aaron did a great job and was really good on the podcast. I mean, he actually did a better job than the rest of us in staying on topic, which is obviously pretty funny for me as it was his first time on the show. Because normally I have to herd the cats. But uh, today <laughs> I was the one that needed to get herded. And herded. And that's, that's all right. Sometimes that happens. Uh, if you guys are still listening, thank you so much for your support. It really does mean a lot to me. If you guys want to support the show, the best thing we can do right now is to go out and leave it a five-star review. That really helps things out in the algorithms of all the listening platforms. And then obviously, if you want to talk about it with your friends, share it on social media, do all that kind of good stuff too, and recommend it to, to new listeners and have them check it out and just tell them why you like it and what you're interested in, and that's always fun. And then now, we do have a way for you guys to contact the show if you have a topic that you would like us to cover or have any questions for any of our regular guests. Please feel free to go to uncensoredhumanity.com, fill out the contact us form, or you can send us an email at uncensoredhumanitypodcast at gmail.com. And those will land in my inbox, and we will get those answers for you guys in future episodes. But... That is all we have time for this week, mostly because I'm tired of listening to my own voice. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.